Oh my god, we made it. We are finally live. We've got all the bugs worked out. I cannot say thank you and sorry <laughs> enough. Uh, sometimes that's just the nature of the beast. So, um, full disclosure, there was technical difficulties that just took time to fix. There was nothing I could do to speed up the process, but uh, thanks to my slow computer, it is finally fixed. So, I might even start a, a Patreon channel just to raise funds for a faster computer because this old dilapidated thing I've had since 2012 is like on its last leg. So my my sincere apologies. We're skipping the pre-show today. We're not doing any of that nonsense because I'm just happy to have you here. I uh, don't want to keep you waiting any longer. So thanks again for uh, making a, a, a fun night of this. We're going <laughs> to kind of fly by the seat of our pants on some of this. So bear with me. It is going to be a great show as always. Welcome to episode number six of the Audio Roast podcast. I'm your host, Jared Isaacs, and this week uh, we have two very special guests with us today to help celebrate the 4th of July. Um, this episode is Everything Americana, and so um, we have uh, a lot of fun games and whatnot to play. We're going to get into all of that. Um, I hope that everybody still has two eyes and and uh, ten fingers, ten toes, you know, all, all that still checks out. So uh, hopefully everybody had a safe 4th of July. And uh, we're going to continue the celebration here tonight. So um, let me pull up our... Uh... <laughs> Josh says it's about time. I couldn't agree more, Josh. Uh, yeah, there's just bugs to be worked out that... I mean, we finally got them worked out. So I guess that's all that matters, right? No need to sit here and try to explain what... Um whatever the issues are. So we're going to get right into things. Um, don't forget that uh, we're across all these platforms that you see here, uh, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Um, you can catch our audio-only versions that are going to be uh, uploaded um, and caught up on soon uh, on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, and Podbean. And as always, um, catch us on uh, and throw us an email with any comments, suggestions, uh, show topics, or if you want to be a guest on the show, send us an email. We'll check it, and uh, it'll it'll feel all official. The other new thing is we have Spotify playlists that will, after we go live, be uploaded. All the music that is featured through today's episode will be available on an um, Audio Roast Podcast Spotify playlist. So you can search the Audio Roast Podcast on Spotify and go to playlist, and, and you can see past episode playlists and whatnot there. If you want kind of a companion piece to go along with what we are doing on the show. So that is that. Um, I'm going to keep this open, very condensed. Um, I'm not going to do a lot of um, rambling on this episode. Like I said, I'm just anxious to get the show going. So um, thank you, everybody. I appreciate you um, uh, tuning in and uh, keeping the show going. So this week, we've got two special guests that are going to be coming up. But before we introduce the guests for today's show, I would like to uh, go ahead and throw to a very special uh, number, if you will, for our 4th of July celebration to kind of get things kicked off. So um, let's see what we got in the uh, old can, shall we?
<laughs> yes, that was Richard Kill and uh, Russ Weatherby from the Dirty Saints. That was uh, like two or three years ago. Uh, they played at the Springfield Cardinals game for the 4th of July, and so they opened the game with that, so that was pretty cool. I had to dig deep to find that, but um, yeah, that was one of the uh, infamous videos that I talked about last week that was taken like this, so I had to like stretch it and zoom it. So don't adjust your, your phones or your sets. Uh, if it was grainy, that's, that's the result of portrait video. It's, it's the devil's work. <laughs> so, uh, hey, Mark, how's it going? Uh, Richard Johnson, Richard Brantner is here, Josh Poole, Deb Klein. It's good to see everybody. I'm glad you guys stuck around and uh, had a little patience for me. So um, we're going to go ahead and get the uh, show kicked off here. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and introduce our guest for the day. And um, yeah, I think we're in for a treat. So um, hope you had a great 4th of July. And let's uh, keep the USA uh, theme going for today's show. So... We're going to go ahead and welcome our first guest of the day. Um, you might know him from the band Mood Ring Circus. I know him from many bands prior to that. Um, let's give it a warm round of applause to Mr. Justin Larkin. Justin, how's it going, man? How are you? It's good, man. Oh, God. There we go. Boom. <laughs> Telling you, the graphics department's really kicking into high gear this week. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. That's right. So, uh, Justin, what's new, man? How's it going? Um, uh, it's good, man. I'm I'm still waking up. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> wife of being a musician, I suppose, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Um, and uh, also with us today is uh, somebody that you may know. Uh, he's from, well. <laughs> oh, that's so bad. He, he may be. I don't know. Uh, actually, he's from Eye Candy LED. Give it up for Mr. Tom Hembry. Tom, how's it going, buddy? Great, man. Thanks for having me. It's good you to be bet. here, man. Beautiful studio, man. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Um, so I'm sure it's been a busy past couple days and a couple days left on your schedule for uh, production and whatnot with 4th of July, yeah? Well, if musicians are out, we're out. That's, yeah. So, you know, it's good, it's <laughs> even good if that both happens. Even if they're in, we're still out. <laughs> yes. On something. That's right. That's very true. Um, so I like to go ahead and uh, instead of doing a deep dive and getting to know these these gentlemen from the start let's go ahead and play a game you know kind of break the ice and uh we'll get to know you guys throughout the show so let's play a game shall we absolutely all right so we're gonna play oh god this is gonna be bad a little <laughs> game called first line of the song so oh, the bad. uh way that this works is you have to know the first line of the song uh, the word will be read out loud, or I'm sorry, the, the first line will be read out loud, and I need you to answer with the correct uh, song title and artist. So uh, you've got bells in front of you. Whoever can answer this first, go ahead and ring your bell and chime in with the correct answer. Gentlemen, are we ready? <laughs> sure. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Nothing like breaking the ice. Yeah. Far. We've been traveling far. <laughs> Total blanks. Uh, yeah. Nothing? No, I don't. I, I didn't know if you guys didn't know if maybe the bells weren't working this week or what was going on. Oh, okay. Working, they were working fine. Oh, okay. I don't know, man. No answer, though. No answer. All right. Justin, nothing? Probably Pink Floyd or something. Okay. No, it's... I, I'll... 
my opinion, Pink Floyd is way better. I've never been a fan of this artist, and oh. I am not scared to say so. Oh. The great Johnny Carson says the answer is Neil Diamond, America. Uh, oh, Neil Diamond no, can suck it. I don't like Neil Diamond. You know what? This is really bad because it's the patriotic thing that I was. It is. Wasn't Everything about, about today. Good call. Good Dang. call, Tom. Everything about today is going to be Americana and 4th of July themed. So every answer for everything, every song it's going to be featured is going to have to do with the 4th of July or Independence Day, that kind of thing. So do keep that in mind. Good call, Tom. Good call. Yeah. The next one is... Didn't help me. Well, She Seemed All Right by Dawn's Early Light. Yeah, this is country, brother. I'm not going to even be... What makes you say it's country? <laughs> yeah, I'll get in trouble if I say anything. Like okay. That. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, Brad Paisley. Okay. Has no, that, oh, that's just not a song title. Yeah, that's really bad. True. That's that's an artist. So uh, throw me a, a song title here. Dawn's Early Light. Okay. Justin, do you have a guess? I have no idea. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, we're getting off to a lovely start today. <laughs> Uh, the great Johnny Carson says the answer is Martina McBride, Independence Day. Yeah. Um, Tom, do you know the fun fact about that song? Uh, it wasn't from the movie with Will Smith. That is that is correct. And also, <laughs> it has absolutely nothing to do with the 4th of July, July. or Independence Day. Yeah, it's just about a, a strong-willed woman who, yeah, finds her own independence. Exactly. You know, you know how I got that, right? Oh, how? It's a country song. Oh. oh. <laughs> see, that's what gets me in trouble. I, I see what you did there. No, yeah, it's great. It's great. And they came from the cities, and they came from the smaller towns. John Cougar Mellencamp is okay. the artist. Okay. So if I got that, I feel really good. What song do you think that would be? Um, Mr. Small Malt. Town. Okay. Justin, do you have a guess? I would have guessed that. <laughs> you would have? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I see what I, you, I see what you're doing here. Uh, yeah. Small town. Small town. Okay. And the answer is Mr. Johnny Carson says God, please let me get John Mellencamp, R O C K in the USA. Ah, oh. oh, you were this close. Uh so I get yeah. like a half a point. Uh or? I our judge our judges panel as we found out last week is extremely extremely stringent. Rigid. Um <laughs> so somebody gave a uh, uh, the no. the clue the answer to the clue in last week's game was fishing and somebody said fish and I called in the judges and the judges officially uh, deemed one as a verb and one as an adjective so therefore <laughs> or whatever the case was and I'm like oh great yeah, okay I don't have a chance yeah <laughs> no okay. yeah so let's hope we don't have to call so, in the judges this week <laughs> devil without a cause and I'm back with the beaver hat and Ben Davis slacks. <laughs> Where are you getting these? Yeah, from? Bad. Uh, How from, many days did you spend from lyrics? lyrics to from play? lyrics are us. Oh, <laughs> they had wow. a going out of business sale, and I scooped um, up every last one they had. Once again, I either have to go with seventies drugged out band uh -huh. or country. Really? Well, yeah. Um, the devil word is used. Okay. Well, I'm um, I'm gonna throw this out here, Tom. I'm really, actually, honestly surprised with. Uh, seeing some of your comments in the Audio Roast podcast post before about some of the music you enjoy, I'm really surprised. I figured that you would get this very quickly. Oh, God. I mean, not to, you know, bundle up the pressure on you, but... Uh, well, it's yeah. not going to help any either way, <laughs> so you can pressure away. Okay, man. well, so I'll give you a hint. It is kind of a crossover country artist. Kind of. It's Kid Rock, isn't it? 
Yes, it is. <laughs> what do you think the song is, Justin? Uh, oh, dude, you're right. Is it the Bow at the Bow song? No. no. Is it, oh, um, uh, God, what are other songs by him? <laughs> <laughs> is it, um, the one that goes boom, jiggy, boom, that one? Uh, is, it's the one where he's, where he's like, I'm back. Can Whatever, I look on my right? phone? This is on the top. <laughs> or no, it's the one, patriotic rock like, songs. My name is Kid. Or something like that's that. That's also bow with the bow. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah, that's oh. why he knows it, man. That's like he said. Oh, song. man. My name is Kid. What's my name? Hi, <laughs> my name is. No, just kidding. Uh, <laughs> is it American no. made? No. Um, <laughs> Dang it. Man, um. it's, it's, um. it's freaking Kid um. Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. <laughs> so you get the same point I got. All right. Well, we're going to reveal this answer. Here. Johnny Carson, hit us with the with the correct answer. American oh, badass. Okay, I there's a theme a here. So I'm not allowed to say bad words, so I couldn't have gotten. Oh, like yes, a... I'm sorry. Heaven forbid. Um, <laughs> it is Sunday after <laughs> all. We must keep the day holy. Oh, I am a badass, but not that badass. Bad <laughs> <laughs> Let's try one more. Oh, beautiful for heroes proved in liberating strife. Yeah. Oh, beautiful for heroes proved in liberating strife. Can I make a call? Uh, a there is no phone. Do I get a friend. lifeline. There is no phone. A friend oh, in this game, unfortunately. What the hell's wrong with this game? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man, see, I know this is going to be another one of those slow ballady songs. Man. Is it like, is it like Toby Keith or something? Hmm. Is it that? Is that song about the boot and? The ass or whatever. <laughs> the boot, yeah, well, so the boot in your ass. The suppository boot song. <laughs> right. is, this, is this possibly Celine Dion? Hmm. <laughs> let's see. The answer is Ray Charles, America the Beautiful. <laughs> you sick fucks. <laughs> Holy. And you Celine Dion. To be honest with you, man, I still cannot get locked into the Patreon. <laughs> is that because you're Canadian? Oh no. <laughs> I just oh okay I spoil that yeah well we'll uh, we'll figure that out later I suppose it, yeah man. that was like we, we guessed one song is it Celine Dion name. she's Canadian Tom oh yeah that's right see that's how I, that's how you can tell I'm not is the fact that I didn't even know she was I forgot she was Canadian I mean any Canadian be going, hey, well man. she was born in in Canada but uh, she's now a Las Vegian yeah <laughs> I can tell you which she's one of those taking is up best. posts there. Yeah, I can tell you which one. That was a, that was a downgrade. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that is it for uh, that game. Successful success. Woo! Wow. Um, okay, so I want to get to know Justin Larkin a little bit more. Justin, um, tell us a little bit, if you will, about Moodring Circus and its inception. Um, do keep in mind we've had um, your awesome bass player Alex Hines on here, and he gave us a little bit of his perspective on how the band started. And I would like to hear it from your perspective. Uh, not that there's going to be any difference necessarily. I'm not, you know, pitting you against each other and you in the blue corner, he in the red corner kind of thing. But uh, from your your perspective, coming out of Fraught with Peril and stuff, um, how did Mood Ring come together? Well, um, um, it was a long time ago now. I'm trying to remember. It has been a while. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I had moved to Illinois after Fraught had kind of taken a hiatus Um and then I came back about two years later, and I had some newer songs that I had written 
and I wanted to have like a backup band, you know, and yeah. I already knew these guys. We were already friends. We had already been jamming together. And these are songs that you wrote while living in Illinois. Is that right? Some of them. Okay. Some of them I had written even before I had left. Gotcha. Okay. Did they just not fit with Fraught with Peril? Or yeah. did you write them after in that in-between spot? Well, I didn't write any of the Fraught songs. That's uh, Shelby wrote all of the oh, Fraught really? songs. Oh, really? Okay. So, that's yeah. I never. I don't think I ever knew that. Yeah. I didn't have any. I, I wrote like a verse in a song called Rain Song. Uh-huh. But that's the only lyrical contribution I had to Fraught with Peril. Gotcha. I never knew that. So I can see that why you had kind of like that bottled up creativity that you're yeah. ready to let loose. Um, and, and, you know, in Death May Die, uh, my band, Cody, writes all the lyrics. Um, I help with the melodies and how they're going to be sang and that kind of stuff. And that's yeah. how I get my creativeness. That and being like theatrical and, you know, doing all the crazy stuff that you've seen me do over the years, uh, <laughs> yeah, which we can, we can get into. Because uh, <laughs> there's a lot of story, there's a lot of meat on that bone. Uh, but yeah, so you had you had a lot of expression to get out then after, after not being able to write lyrics and stuff in your previous band. Yeah, well, and it wasn't. It, I mean, I liked Shelby's lyrics, and Shelby wrote. He, he just already had the songs done. Like, sure. Whenever yeah, they I were got flushed there. out. And you know, I was my my job was just to like maybe find a melody if he didn't have one yet, or sometimes I just change things to better suit my voice. Yep. And I mean, kind of the same role that you played, really, like because. Yeah. The music and everything had already been kind of established, and I didn't play guitar either, and I was already playing guitar at that point, but mainly just acoustic. Gotcha. So out of that, like, I started playing acoustic more, doing a lot of solo gigs. I started busking on street corners a lot, mm -hmm. and um, then when I came back, I was a lot more seasoned as a player, and um, uh, Steven had been in Quote the Raven at the time, and that was kind of on its way out or he was kind of on his way out right well and the i think around that time is probably whenever she moved to colorado or whatever yeah. is that right yeah so that was kind of on the verge of being a done project anyway yeah. so yeah and that's kind of what was going on and then um we started playing out and we didn't have a name yet so we just called it justin larkin band or whatever uh -huh. and then over the course of time we came up with the name mood ring circus and uh Started playing shows for a while. Um, we had a different drummer. Uh, we had a Zach, who was the drummer in Fraught with Peril. Okay, yeah, drummer. Zach Otero. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then um, he moved away too, did he, he not? He did. Yeah. He moved to San Antonio, and then we got Seth, and Seth has been our drummer ever since. Right. What projects has had he done before joining? Uh, he's been playing drums since he was like twelve. He's uh, he's in like Howie and the Hillcats and uh, uh, Rags to Riches. He played with. Uh, gotcha. All sorts of different groups. He was in the Random Strangers. I think that's how I met. Actually, it's funny. Um, even before that, before I moved to Illinois, I met Seth. In about 2012, I went to uh, Marlon Corson's studio. It's They're called Sanctuary Records now. Um, yeah. And uh, I was re recording a song called Hello, which ended up being a Moodering Circus song. And I had already written it at that point. And um, Seth came in, or Marlon called Seth's dad into the studio dawn and seth came with and seth played drums on hello never met him before um and he's tracking a couple of songs other songs that i had written didn't see him again for like two years and then i met him because he was the drummer in the random strangers kind of all over again huh and then like after we were already in mood ring circus together we talked about it it's like wait you were that guy that was in the studio. Like, and, and it was a song that we ended up playing and it's just funny and then we realized that i had already met him and uh, we had already worked on <laughs> what would become one of our songs like years prior. It's it's a small world, you know. That is.
So um, you mentioned that you in Illinois kind of grabbed your acoustic guitar and busked in the streets. That's something I've never done. Do you think that that really contributed to like a gain of confidence in your playing and your abilities to to do more in a band and contribute more? Absolutely. Yeah. I, especially like in terms of like doing music full time at that era of my life, I wasn't professional enough, I guess I could say, mm -hmm. to really like um, do it full time. I I had like odd end jobs and stuff but like it really kind of um was the eye opener to me that i could do this as a profession you had it within you to yeah do it. yeah for sure the fact that i was just like sustaining myself mainly just through like you know playing on street corners and stuff and we'd travel around and i met all kinds of people doing that like we spent a lot of time out to the southeast over in like north carolina nashville yeah. and stuff and a lot of fun and i kind of came back with from that whole traveling experience because music was kind of the fuel in the tank for all of that and like i'm like well i can actually do this and right when i came back to springfield where i had like all these people that i already knew and i already played with and stuff like you know i i uh we just a lot of the things just kind of fell into place naturally that's really what happened yeah so now that you were able to take some of that creative juice if you will and and put it through a band is that also currently why uh, you you do just solo things as well besides uh, Mood Ring Circus? Like, is it, do you feel you still have more of that bottled up than you can offer to Mood Ring? Yeah, I do, honestly. Um, well, and a lot of it is um, I would be focusing a lot more on Mood Ring if, um, you know, things were different. Like, Alex lives in L.A., <clears throat> yeah. so we're pretty much strictly a studio project. And since gigs have opened back up, I've had to, like, kind of just take every gig I can. For sure. You know, yeah. just to kind of make up for lost uh, revenue and stuff. Yeah. Is this your is playing music your only source of income? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it has been for about three years. Which now. I think is so cool. Like <laughs> having having come up together sort of sort of say in the ranks, like it's so cool to see you like just have a rocket strapped to you and, and be able to have that freedom of, hey, I'm a musician now and that's all I need to be. That's yeah. so cool. Thank now you. now that doesn't come without pressure, I'm sure. <laughs> you know, during yeah. during all this pandemic stuff, if it, you know, that's that's got to be frightening. But uh, yeah. but you've held you've held strong, so that's way cool. Thank you. Yeah, I, it's it's uh, been I've definitely had moments of doubt throughout the, the last couple of months, and like it's been strange because like um, before gigs started opening up, like you had like people playing on Facebook and live mm -hmm. and stuff, and you know, for me that well kind of dried up pretty quickly just because like I, I would do one live show. And I have a, a group of people, and then, like, I don't know if it's alg algorithms or what, but, like, every show that I would do after the first live stream that I did, mm -hmm. it would have half as many people see it. Because do you feel like that's because, okay, we've seen Justin. Next. Well, I think that it, there is that, that, and, I mean, you know, like, I try to have different material each time, but I think that a lot of it is just, like, you know, once that everybody started doing it, it became really oversaturated. Very. And yeah. I, I think in addition to that – um, I kind of veered away from it pretty early on because it felt, it felt like I was busking again, but in like a new, way less ideal way. Because mm -hmm. like instead of me like playing for whoever's walking by and playing for whoever's scrolling by, yes. But I don't have, I can't read the read the room. Yes, and that's know? what it, exactly that's what I was gonna say. And this is gonna be a, a really terrible term to use, but it's um, I can't think of anything better. It's it's a little more disingenuous. Mm -hmm. Like you don't get the instant gratification. You don't have that. 
um, you know, that small room and we're going to connect and we're going to vibe together kind of thing. It's you're, you're throwing out whatever and hoping something sticks and hoping that they get it. But you don't get that feedback back because even though you're up there playing, whether you're in your in your bedroom live streaming or if you're on a stage live streaming, you don't really get to pay attention to the comments and stuff either. It's, no. you know, so it, it does make it hard, um, especially if, you know, somebody like yourself who has perfected the craft of reading a crowd and, and playing to the crowd's strengths and that kind of stuff. That does make it hard. So been a, a wild ride screaming into the void as i yeah. like to call it right you know, like it's right well and um you know when you got here today you talked about all the the stuff that you saw here in the studio that's actually right before COVID hit i'm talking like a matter of weeks um my production company sunset productions was looking at expanding and doing video services for concerts not live streaming video um so like you know if we're playing at the riff or whatever have video to throw up on the on the screen live feed that kind of thing um, and then all of a sudden it was like, yeah, I'm going to, you know, I might order some of this stuff and all that COVID hits. And we're like, okay, order, order, order. And like backlog, uh, back ordered and backlogged and just out of, you know, whatever. So I spent a crap ton way more than I should have, um, because, you know, prices were jacked up and stuff. And, and then I, I did also offer live streaming. Um, but I, I do kind of feel where you're coming from where, not only is it harder to connect, but it really became oversaturated because everybody started doing it. And, and even if, you know, like Tom and I, who were on the more professional level, like we were instantly having to compete with people in their bedrooms with the cell phone sticking up and, and trying to do that. So yeah. when it was just so oversaturated, so it's, it is hard, but, um, you know, and Tom has really found ways to, to make that successful too. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what I want to segue to. I've got a little video clip here of you playing um, at Shuffle from uh, the live interactive concert series. Um, and so I'm going to play this video, but go ahead and talk over this video and tell me uh, what song it is. Tell me about your experience during that. And Tom, too, um, a lot of people, we're going we're gonna to get to you here in a second, Tom, but a lot of people don't get to see the behind-the-scenes actions of what goes on. So if you can, intermittently kind of take us into what your role is during these live streams. Like, what are you doing? What Are, are you uh, shouting out camera calls and that kind of stuff? Um, see if we can peel back the curtain a little bit. It's just good to see this band live. It is. This is basically three live uh, volunteer camera operators, by the way, on this. Just guys who love the music scene. Nice. I wrote this about my mama. Called Jeweler's Son. Nice. I gotta say something. You know what? I'll tell you what, dude. If you would tilt that hat back like seven or eight more right. degrees, I could actually light your face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a. Uh, there it's you crazy. go. See, since yeah, you tilt it. back, move. Gotcha. There's Alex. Now tell me, Justin, about your keyboard player. That's a fairly new. Um, edition is it not? Yeah, that's Clinton, and uh, I've known Clinton for like 15 years, and um, I've always kind of wanted to be in a band with him. We've played in a lot of shows with different bands. He was in Grandma Strange and The Curse. He's still in with Seth. Okay. And um, you know, after we recorded the record with Jim, and Jim added all these um, really cool keyboard and just uh, ethereal like orchestrated silence sort of things just kind of filling up the space of the song like um we thought it was good to have like 
Clinton come in and play some of those things. I like the added texture it gives your band. Yeah. yeah. It, it definitely makes it really, really cool to hear, like, um, kind of the studio versions sound, like, right on. Yes. It's, yeah, I, exactly. It's it's more spot on to, to what you recorded. Yeah. I like it because slower, on the slower music that you do, the, the little more <laughs> melodic stuff, it's a, it's it adds that texture that gives more dynamic to the overall show yeah by being able to have that texture to it i just got that guitar on march oh really yeah like gretch very nice that is nice I do you have a preferred it. guitar brand do you only play gretch or do you play whatever falls into your hands or what's the story on that well i actually uh my buddy uh spencer wittenborn has a guitar company called strung out guitar concepts and uh he gave me a uh, a model to play, and uh, it's my go-to guitar. It's actually in my car right now because I'm going to a gig after this. Um, and uh, that's usually what I, I roll towards is my my strung out. Um, and then I've got a, a Blem. My my friend Mike Blem makes amps. Yes. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Yes. And I love that little thing. Dude, he's a good dude, too, man. He's a great guy. What's up, Mike? One of the coolest dudes I've ever met, honestly. Just the nicest, genuine, nicest dude. genuine dude, man. Yeah, he yeah. he uh, he brought one over to that Jesse Kramer guy. Oh and yeah. And had him play it. <laughs> I was at the back of the room, and I think my brain is still part of us left on the wall from him cranking that. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's bad to the bone. It is, like it, it cuts through a mix really well, and it just like it's freaking awesome. Like nice warm classic tube sound like and uh the other cool thing about that strung out guitar is it's got a uh, tiki man pickups in it which is another local company so it, I, i've got a local guitar with local pickups going through a local, local amp yeah dude that's amazing yeah that is very cool. cool dude there's a lot of technical stuff like that around here and people that can work on that stuff and everything a lot more than people think man there's yeah for sure uh there is a lot of local talent that can help not only local musicians but even people that don't play out that have had equipment sitting around, which I'm guilty of. Uh, oh, yeah, I'll find somebody that will fix this. And then I look for like two minutes. I'm like, yeah, nobody can fix this. Then you talk to somebody and you get 40 names. It's it's amazing. It's yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, okay, so, Tom, we're going to get into a, a little interview with you. But before we do, um, Justin is dying to play another game. So he, he's wanting to get on the board, sort of say. Well, I mean... <laughs> Kick somebody's butt as bad as he did in the first one. Why wouldn't you want to keep doing it? <laughs> right. Keep the streak going. Absolutely. Wow. <laughs> Patriotic theme. Patriotic theme. Dude. Right. That's all we have to keep thinking. Patriotic I know this is hard, theme. but thank USA, not Canada. Yes. <laughs> I know. <laughs> all right. Let's play a game called... Oh. Guess the song in reverse. Um, as, as you may or may not know, there are copyright... Uh, rules and regulations yeah. and um our judges panel doesn't want to have to fight you know lawyers and all that so uh the, the greatest way around that is to play it in reverse and nobody knows the difference and it's really weird but so far that's well, hold on this is back masking <laughs> uh this is this is back masking. <laughs> it is oh no uh, so in order to get this answer correct you have to say the name of the artist and the song in reverse no i'm just kidding just, just <laughs> you could say, say it forward game, <laughs> right can we get a mulligan yeah. how about those cuts uh, okay so 
Um, we are going to play about 30 seconds of each song. If you're able to guess the song before the 30 seconds is up, again, go ahead and hit your bells and, and chime in with your answer. And um, glad to hear that they're working. So, uh, gentlemen, are we ready? Katy Perry. I knew it was Katy okay, Perry. Okay, what's the song? Um, is it American Girls or oh. California Girls oh. or something no. like that? No. Think uh, more patriotic. Uh, fireworks? Hey! Oh. Yeah, I get a one. <laughs> the answer Damn. is Katy Perry Firework. Baby, you're a firework. Damn, you're just a <laughs> Come on, let your colors burst. <laughs> All right, let's try another song here. Oh, there's bursting. <laughs> bursting with personality today. There's bursting out there. Yes. American Woman by Lenny Kravitz, all originally by the Guess Who. Oh, you're even going for the double points. I dig it. I'm going to give you fair. double points on that <laughs> for knowing fair. both. Not fair. Not fair. Oh, <laughs> not now how's this not fair, Tom? Do do explain. Well, I don't listen to things backwards. Oh, well, you know what else he is? Works in, he works in the studio. You know, he's used to listening to this. No, 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 no. You know what else is unfair? He wasn't, even, he wasn't even born in 1970 whenever the original Guess Who came out with a song, yet he knew it in reverse. Somebody is doing their homework, and somebody clearly is not. Tom, you are guilty. <laughs> Dude, what happened with you and no homework? So I don't no, here, here, oh, me. You're no, referring full, to me. Full, uh, full for, uh, uh, disclosure. I'm, yeah, disclosure. Yeah, thanks for words. Uh, okay. Easy for me to say. Yeah. Um, um, Tom sent me a text earlier this week. He's like, man, I'm so excited. I've been doing homework even. And uh, I'm, I'm waiting to see, you know, do, do show your work is all I'm saying. Show your work, Tom. Well, everybody, everybody studies for you know, backwards playing of songs. I, it's hey, obviously foolish hey. of me. Justin's never even seen the show, and he studied enough to know all the answers so far. No pressure, Justin. Sorry if you get the next one wrong. <laughs> Thanks for that. This is all pop music, dude. This is horror. I'm never gonna get a song if it's pop music. I know music the at song. All. I've heard it. I know that you know the song. I know that you know the song. Do you know how I know that you know the song? Hey, it's a mood ring circus song. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Justin stole the melody and then included this in a mood ring circus song. Nope. Oh, uh, I know that you know this because you've already. You've already sang the lyrics in a previous guess. What? Yeah. What? Katy Perry? No. Um, no. Is no. it California Girls by Katy Perry? Oh, no. Ooh. Is it? Britney? Nope. No. All right. Oh, wait. Is that? Nope. Too late. Too late. It's the... It's the... Lizzo. Is it? That's <laughs> not very pop artist that you can any think name of. I've, any name I've seen on a on a damn TV commercial. Yeah. Oh, it's oh, Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus. Hey, yeah, yeah. I knew you'd get there. I just had to give you an extra, you know, yeah, minute this, and forty five seconds. Yeah, the, she's the, way the too wild. Thing in the, hey, hey, uh, 
that and yeah. there and therein lies the reason why I don't know that song. <laughs> Fair. It's like every so, pop song yeah. has that that thing in it. Uh huh. It goes sounds just like that. The cat's claws are still in my leg. Tom Petty, American Girl. Yeah! Yes! God! I knew that, I knew that. Shut up, you did not. <laughs> I did this one all to myself, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and just like that, Tom is on the American board. <laughs> oh, Tom is on the American I can't board. Be in a, I can't be in a bear with the both countries. I know. <laughs> You're going to get excommunicated one in Mexico. One is enough. One is enough. I'm not moving there, man. Yeah, no. Yeah, one is enough. Let's try the next song, shall we, Tom? Oh, please. <laughs> Is this old? Yes. Is it America by Simon and Garfunkel? Oh, no, but I love your guess. No. Yeah, that was on the ones I studied, but... Well, you studied the wrong songs, Tom. Yes, I know. The answer is... Oh. Tom McLean, America. So, um, hopefully you guys were able to get some more uh, answers right. You guys were doing great. Um, that was part of the technical difficulties I was trying to deal with, so, so be it. Um, I want to scroll up, though, before we continue. Um, Deb, you had a great comment um, right there. I like the Lick series, would really like to see it as a regular thing. I haven't been out since the pandemic started. Many people who can't go out, it keeps them connected with the local scene. Um, yeah, you know, let's talk about that for a minute. Um, being on, on the production side of things and, and having been having done some of the, uh, I didn't do the Licks uh, there at Shuffle, obviously, but I did do other, um, other shows. Um, it's, there's a lot that goes into it and it, Oftentimes, for the people putting the work into it, feels like that maybe there's not as much, um, gosh, I don't know what word to say and, and try to be politically correct about it, but um, it just doesn't seem like there, it's, we're, we're putting in so much work for so little kind of thing. Um, just because like I feel like interactions uh, during the shows should be higher than what they are. Um, and this is only, I'm not speaking for Tom, I'm not speaking for anybody else that does this, I'm speaking for myself and from what I've done. Um, it, uh, it feels like even though we're trying to present the same show that we would present in a live situation and, and just stream it, there's a lot that gets left off um, in the process of doing so. Um, so I don't know, you know, even financially, like how profitable it could be. Um, you know, it's easy to ask online, like, hey, would you pay, you know, $5 to see so-and-so live stream a show? And uh, everybody's like, oh, yeah, no, I would, I would. And then, you know, when it comes down to um, brass tacks, it's just not... 
I mean, it's not the same money wise as, as it would be to do a show. So I get where you're coming from as far as wanting to stay connected um, and and have something for the bands to, to still play and still make money at and still perfect their craft. But at the same time, it's, it's just it's really hard, you know, being on stage and I, like Justin said, not having that instant feedback. Um, not having that instant gratification, if you will, that connection with the audience. So um, that is what it is. I don't know. Um, I'm trying to think, you know, and I've put a lot of thought into how that could be utilized going forward, even after the pandemic, after all this stuff is over. Um, and it's, it's, uh, I don't know, it's just, it doesn't seem feasible enough to have legs on it. I, I hope I'm wrong. Um, you know, for those of us who have the equipment to do so, um, on a professional level, it's it's a big investment. So I'm hoping that uh, it's something that we are able to utilize in some form or fashion. But uh, you know, it's it's got to come. There's got to be more deb clients, I guess is the best way to put that. It's got to be more people that are willing to share and comment and um, be interactive in in the live video streaming feed itself um, to make it to make it um, a success or make it feel like a success at the moment. So I don't know. It is what it is. Um, what do you guys think? Uh, what, what kind of opinions do you have? Um, she says, Deb says, I totally get that. It needs to be aired on TV somewhere somehow. That's a really good point too. Um, you would think that, and maybe a, again, it's a staffing issue. It's a, the nature of the pandemic kind of thing. Uh, I'm going to leave that up there for just a second. Um, it's the nature of the beast with this pandemic, but obviously if it were to like air on the local station, the jury station or something, for example, um, some kind of closed circuit local type thing would be ideal. The only thing is obviously there would have to be staff there to, to make that happen. And I don't know what jury situation is with the school and whatnot, but, uh, I would imagine that has a lot to do with it as well, but surely there's got to be some avenue that could be taken. And I, I think it is, I think you're on the right track. I think it's a matter of getting it on a bigger platform. The only problem with, in most cases, with getting it on a bigger platform is the fact that there's no funding, um, which makes it even harder, which makes it not worth somebody wanting to try and even attempt to take on. So I don't know. There's, there's a lot to, uh, to be discussed. I know there's lots of uh, other groups and other people trying to come up with solutions and whatnot. Um, it's, it's just hard. You know, I know Sammy is working hard. I know there's just individuals that are coming together, trying to come up with ways. We're trying to make the best out of a really shitty situation. Um, and I, I will a hundred percent give kudos to that, but, uh, it's, just, it's, you know, it's really tough. It just really is. Uh, Richard says support is important. Maybe the platform is the answer. Got to get creative there. People lose interest fast at home. No, I agree. And I mean, having done a podcast now for, this is my seventh episode. So seven weeks in a row. Um, this is my first one being late for, so again, apologize. But that being said, it is, this is, um, this day and age, people are used to fast, short, uh, video clips. Uh, that's why TikTok is such a, uh, a great app, I guess, for the kids. Uh, Vine was the same way. Um, even Instagram and stuff like that. Like even Facebook, look at the stories. Like people are going to sh stories instead of actual Facebook posts and stuff. It's just, um, short attention span theater is the name of the game this day and age. So, um, Rich says no, no social element in your living room. Yeah, there is no social element in your living room. I mean, I kind of liken it almost to like, uh, watching a movie, you know, 
it's again sign of the times but i can remember being a kid and, and getting the family together to watch a movie because you knew that a, a certain movie would come on saturday at seven and you'd gather the family and it'd be a whole event you know you get your popcorn and your drinks ready and that kind of thing and that's kind of what i imagine in my head anyway what people are doing as they're watching the show right now i have no idea but that's kind of what i imagine but i know that times are changed so everything's so tangible and so right at your fingertips uh to access that uh yeah it is there's no social element um, the, any social element comes from the people that you're in the room with. So that inherently makes it hard. Um, maybe some sort of sponsorship that would pay the bands. Funny you say that, Josh. That's actually the exact avenue that we were looking to take with Sunset Productions. Um, the hard part, and I, th I think, honestly, that is the best situation that could happen because there's there's businesses that need to know, need to have their patients, clients, customers, whatever they may serve, um, let them know that they still have a presence, that their doors aren't closed or that they've got limited hours or whatever. So they need a, a avenue to express that. And something like this would be a great way. The problem that we found in lies in uh, they're laying off staff or they've closed their business for a uh, um, uh, amount of time that they don't even know. Um, and so therefore they don't want to spend money on advertising. And that's kind of what it is, is advertising for them. So it's it's very hard. It's a, it's a big, hard um cookie to try and cut up i don't i don't know how to say that like it's just it's there's so many factors and so many moving objects in that um it, it just really is it's it's not a there's no clear cut answer that's why nobody's like shot off and rocketed into success with live streaming um i've seen all the way from locals all the way up to national touring acts i saw um oh who was that um the flaming lips they have a very eclectic and eccentric type show in general anyway. And like the lead singer will be in like the, the big bubble boy kind of bubble. Well, they took that idea and gave audience members those same inflatable bubbles. And so everybody's in that. And I mean, that's cool for maybe a show, but most concert goers don't want to go to be entrapped in a plastic bubble. And, you know, it's just, yeah, so much about this is hard. Um, and I appreciate everybody doing all that they can to try and, uh, you know, do their part. Um, it's just a matter of st keeping the community together, even if we're not doing it in the same circumstances we normally would. Um, so things like this, um, a big reason why I launched this during this um, quarantine pandemic kind of situation is to try and, and keep, you know, togetherness and, and keep united with the community. Um, that's why I have local musicians on as guests, and that's, you know, I, I just really tried to do my part to to keep the sense of family, the sense of togetherness there. So uh, um, Richard says, you don't hear the same thing on video for rock. Uh, more intimate acoustic stuff works well, but rock needs to be felt more than seen and heard. That's very true. And also, Richard, there's way more production involved in uh, in rock and that kind of stuff in metal um, versus acoustic where it's, you know, by nature, more intimate, smaller um less less production there's just so much less that goes into it which inherently means less overhead um it's easier for people to invest in and, and get going on so um yeah is what it is um I, I like the uh the back and forth here you guys are coming up with some really good ideas and suggestions um and this is not a end of the conversation like this is going to be an ongoing uh trying the to perfect and better the process, you know, um, who knows how long we're in this for and if this is the only time that we're in for this. I hope not. I hope we're getting closer and closer to the end. 
Um, I, I very much miss the way that things were. And that's, you know, selfishly, that's only been a, a matter of months ago. So, uh, yeah, is what it is. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and we'll move on. Um, as you uh, may or may not know, obviously, this is uh, there's been part of the show tonight that's been pre-recorded because both Justin and Tom had shows to get to. So um, that's also exactly, and not on them, it's not on them um, by any means, but just the nature of trying to upload videos and stuff, that's where the technical difficulties came in and whatnot, um, again, on this old slow computer over here. So, um, but yeah, um, Deb, I, I, you say you hope so too. Yeah, I, I really and truly hope that we get back to normal. And I don't, I'm not talking like the new normal. I'm, ho I'm like, and maybe, you know, it, it's, it's one of those things like, I hope there's no new normal, new normal, but if there is, I'm down for that. Um, it's just times are really hard for everybody right now and lots of different, um, levels, you know, um, and not even just that, like people's mental states are subpar to what they used to be and what, what is normal there. And that's a whole nother thing. I can't tell you how many people have reached out to me and how many people I've reached out to that, uh, you know, really kind of seem at the end of the rope. And, um, it's, this is a time to be there for each other and one another. It's not a time to, to throw people under the bus and to try to be divisive. Um, I have a lot of thoughts and a lot of feelings. And I don't really want to, I'm trying not to get too, um, <laughs> political on this. In these times, it's seemingly extremely hard. Um, by nature, I am a kind of personality that likes to unite people and, and bring people together. I don't like to highlight things that push people apart. So, um, and there's a lot of that. It's it's like navigating a, a minefield. So uh, uh, Richard says, thanks, Jared, for your efforts here. Really cool. I appreciate that, Richard. That does mean a lot to me. Um, as you well know, there's a lot of work that goes into the behind the scenes of making the show. So uh, that's why I just wanted to have this, you know, in between the, uh, the pre-recorded stuff, I want to have an opportunity for us to chat live. And we'll have a few more of these through the night. So, uh, so yeah, let's, uh, let's get back to uh, the fun and games. And we will uh, continue the show. Musicians, do your shows need that extra layer of fun and excitement? Wow your fans with next level production. Let Sunset Productions help you up your game. We can create custom and unique sound, lighting, and video packages designed just for you and your budget. Let's work together and give our community the shows they deserve. Contact Jared Isaacs and check us out on Facebook and Instagram. Sunset Productions. Don't be a jukebox. Be an experience. All right, and just like that, we're back. Looks awesome. Oh, oh, you like that little sunset production spot there? Absolutely, man. <laughs> Very cool. Absolutely. Well, hey, Freaking sleek. speaking of uh, production, um, Tom Hembry is the production guru around this 417 area. Um, now, now, don't start your blushing now because we're just getting, <laughs> we're just, even start, we're just touching the Come surface. On, okay, so real talk, everybody, everybody that does know Tom already knows this. And if you don't know Tom, here's why. Tom is the, I mean, poster child for, hey man, get away from me with that camera. Or, you know, I just want to be behind the scenes, man. And that kind of thing. So this is a, a big leap of faith in me for Tom to, to just, come out and 
be on the camera and, and do a podcast in general, let alone actually spending time talking about him. <laughs> so for that, Tom, thank you. I, I do realize what you're doing here, and I appreciate that. No, absolutely, man. I, again, has to be the right setting for me. It's just true. You know, yeah, very true. I love doing the. I'd love to be doing the podcast, just not from this side of it. Right. Yeah. No. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. No. I've seen like even in the time that we've been here live, like your eyeballs are just like everywhere you're like oh i would improve that i would do this that's oh, really no. good that's working great this is great uh, uh i don't know yeah yeah you keep saying um and that's cool but you know you know um uh, <laughs> um so cool <laughs> and getting to know and getting to know my guests um who have mostly been musicians i have had people that are not musicians but um i like to try and showcase a little bit of the person that i'm interviewing in action in their in their element oh, no. so I, I have no idea well here's the deal it, if, if you only you know you oh. mentioned earlier like how much work did i put into this this is where all the work went because i had to oh, dig no. so deep to find this no. so tom i found a little piece of video of you and your element and i'm dying to show the people oh, no. so uh let's take a is look there at commenting behind this oh you, you can feel free to comment there is some uh some oh. gold content right here tom i'm gonna take you off the screen so it makes you a little more comfortable all right uh, this is from a ways back. You were you were a little bit younger, but I did manage to dig up some dirt. <laughs> this is a YouTube video from somebody else with my face on it. Yo, I'm hopping yep, all that's around. It. I'm a pink bird. I'm walking yep. all around. Better drink some Wawa. I'm just Flamingo. I'm coming on your bad shoreline. Day, Here I go. I I'm going to peacefully drink. Yo, I'm slowly creeping up to your front yard. Is this Nothing your beginnings of production here. with I'm this green screen? No, actually, I'm a flamingo I just, and I'm coming I, the actor didn't show you. up, so oh, I had to do the bit. Child, I'm rip and, out you know, that's how I am usually behind the scenes. I'm going to <laughs> I usually dress like that most of the time off camera. Yeah, is this like you're uh, going to the kitchen to get your morning cup of coffee look? Shit, that's all day, brother. <laughs> all day long. What are you talking about? <laughs> there is some foreshadowing a little bit. You can't bit. see my tattoos there. Though, oh, true, <laughs> true. <laughs> Which makes me kind of sad. Time for grandma. Yes. Now, I wrote this when I was in my teens, and my grandmother was very important to me. Yeah. And so I thought, what better tribute? Time to give it a tribute for her. Um, well, I didn't mean to call her a bitch, though. That was bad. But I mean, other than that. I bet you got grounded for this. Um, you know what? No. She didn't like the internet. Now, now there's I, some foreshadowing coming up. I, I, I believe there's some foreshadowing coming up. Yeah, oh, yeah. Here in a minute, I believe. Damn, damn, I, damn, I, I did preview this damn, once. Damn, is this where the Canadian damn, anthem comes in? <laughs> aren't flamingos a Canadian state bird or a country bird? No, actually, they aren't. We don't allow them up north. No. Fair. Too long necks. <laughs> I thought you were going to say too colorful. Well, that too. But <laughs> they're they're pink, not red. Now here's, see, I, this is where I went a little too far right here. I would agree. Yeah. I, 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 I wish you would pull it together. Yeah. Makeup. Now here comes, here comes your foreshadowing, which I thought was a nice touch. I think I'm going to do croutons and maybe a light baby spinach. Yeah. I think I might do baby spinach. Microgreens up. Um. But first your sister, and first your sister, and then your sister's <laughs> sister, and then your yeah. brother's sister. That's right. I'm See, I just got a text right there. Yeah. Oh, is that what? Yeah, was? well, that's what happened in the in the writing and creation. Thank I just you. got a text off camera. <laughs> Somebody let me know. Oh, that was that was 
Yeah. Yeah, and then, see, again, it went too far right here. Yep, see. Yeah, I should know. That yeah. was absolutely the most fantastical thing I've ever heard. Yeah, no shimmying. I have to learn. No shimmying. <laughs> no shimmying. No, no um, shimmying. Okay, so I did I did do a little actual digging, and it didn't take long because I actually <laughs> had to take the picture myself. But there's uh -huh. Tom in his actual, um, in his state of euphoria. Uh, this is how he works. This is how a lot of people see him behind the scenes. They see the back of his head. And uh, him, him right at work. So, yeah, uh, this was actually taken at the Moodering Circus live stream there at Shuffle. Um, I came in and some of the video that we saw earlier, the shots that were like head on, Justin, to you, I was the one on that camera because there was like Internet issues or something was going on. And we finally got those figured out and we were able to go back live. And so by that time, cameraman had dispersed and that kind of stuff. And he's like, Tom's like, hey, Jared, grab a camera. And I'm like, OK. Yeah, the cameraman <laughs> that had dispersed was my son. Oh, well, there you yeah, go. So, you know, <laughs> he, yeah, he probably had in, way better things to do. He's than, only in, so into the local music scene, unfortunately. But I, I can relate. Anthony yeah. is the same way. He's like, uh, God, do I have to go? I'm like, yes, you have to go. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, uh, so yeah. So, Tom, this is you doing the live stream there at Shuffle, the, the Licks live interactive concert series. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about how things on your end work from a technical aspect. Whenever I jumped on camera, the reason I'm asking is we are – very different in the way that we do our video, our videography, if you will. Sure. Um, you're, you're making live calls, which is more of a TV background aspect of things. Right. Like that's that's how a TV director will do. You'd have your headset and hear just like nonstop chatter from the director and stuff. Me and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna wait and see what this shot is. And okay, he's got a cool shot. I'm gonna switch to that. And oh, he's got an even better shot. I'm gonna switch to that. Oh, he walked in front of the camera. Get off that. And it's just all in my head. You actually verbalize it, and I think that's a big help. So. Do you come from a TV background? Is that how you're able to make those calls? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I was raised in it, really. I mean, from a young age. Uh, did they have TV back then? Uh, yes, they did actually. You know, when I was about 23, they uh, they invented TV. We got black and white for a while. Yeah. Um, but you know, it quickly went to color. You know. Right. Well, because you were born, right? Mostly, yes. I mean, let's be <laughs> he real. brought color into the world. <laughs> right. Right. Thank, thank you, Justin. That's I the. Appreciate that. That's a, <laughs> Yeah, but no, I mean, I was raised, it was weird, you know, I know we're going to get to the Canadian thing eventually. Because, sure. <laughs> and that'll bring in the, the band that I do. Right. I mean, still. Um, when I was in Canada, uh, I moved up there when I was in the eighth grade and to live with some family. Okay. And uh, my family was in television a little bit uh, on the periphery around a big uh, church uh, you know, okay. I'm, a, I'm a pastor's kid, grew up that way. Yeah. And so my family was uh, at a, you know, back then there wasn't many mega churches. So this was really kind of an anomaly. Now you're talking your family here in the States? Uh, yes. Okay. But, but he had my uncle who was from the, you know, all my family's here in the States, um, moved up there because you could get a work visa to do that. And the church c recruited him from another church here in the U.S. Gotcha. And so that's how he went up there. Gotcha. Um, you know, big building and everything. But what happened in Canada was really interesting because... Canada was kind of a leader in cable television, believe it or not. Oh, really? Um, yeah, Canada. Like how so? You mean with the, the shows that they had or just the ability? Oh, no, equipment-wise. Right. Um, in our little suburb of uh, Toronto called Brampton, uh, Rogers Cable, which is literally, I think, the largest cable uh, uh, network you know, network mm -hmm. in, the, in the world even, um, they, what they did was they invested money into a professional studio right at the cable station. And gotcha. that was all part of an initiative by the government to um, create content because of cable having so many more channels accessible. Way more, yeah, that's very true. Like and 
when TV was first invented and when everybody had three channels, that was, you know, you didn't have a lot of choice. And then, boom, as soon as cable hit, it's like, holy crap. People, like you said, people, I remember people scrambling for content and like trying to fill spots, like for a 24 7 schedule. Uh, it's absolutely. Yeah. And they were the literally this particular location because it was in close proximity to the corporate offices in Toronto was really a test bed in a lot of ways. Well, Toronto's a, a massive city, mega city for a lot mega. of film and TV. Production. especially yeah. now mm -hmm. back then you know you're still talking about to go and do a remote you've got uh, you know an 18 wheeler to do anything um or more you're talking like for a tv truck yeah, and that to do yeah. something mm -hmm. like that so mm -hmm. having access to high-end cameras and being in a studio situation was just almost unheard of and you know i was uh you know 13 years old Gotcha. So and, at 13 years old, were you like you are now, like with the headset kind of listening into somebody making these calls and that kind of stuff? Well, or? How, how it got into it with my family being in it, they were looking for people to do product to do a production to use it. Gotcha. So to, to like sell to the network or whatever? Oh, no, this is cable access. So they have a channel and they have to fill. This was cable access yes. before Wayne's World and stuff like this. Yes, okay. I'm with you. And so what was happening was they were just literally begging people. And so because the church was ma a big church, mm -hmm. they had come to our family and said, hey, you know, we'd like you to make some programming. And so my family had been in it some uh, before that, but mostly in a guest type of thing, not as an owning and hosting or having a program kind of a thing. Sure. Um, and so what came out of that is my cousin, who's a few years older than me, um, within almost no time, basically running the place because wow. nobody knows how to use the equipment. Right, okay. yeah, it, yeah. It, It's very early on. Yeah. And so I got access to things. And I mean, we'd be doing a show in there and he he's running everything in the control room. I'm running back and forth between cameras, giving, you know, times on countdowns, running back in, uh, generating, you know, hitting the graphics generator because he's in the middle of trying to switch. And right. it just was this, you know, everybody talks about, you know, sometimes there's these periods of time that you uh, get to be a part of and they can be uh, boring or they can be really exciting. Um, between the ages of 14 and 24, I got to see cable access all the way to the first digitizing a video onto a computer. Wow. And, and that was my growth period in television and everything. So I got exposed to a lot of things, but because I was young and got exposed to those, it opened a lot of doors for me. And it, it, it's still to this day, I get, it's weird. I get, you know, I have this weird thing where I get access. People somehow will tell me things or they'll connect me with somebody else. Yeah. And it's. Well, a, your ears are more in tune to that too, because you've, you've had the experience since of being a kid that when somebody says something, your ears kind of perk up absolutely. and you're able to recall that, oh, he said so-and-so. And so, yeah. Absolutely. And I'll tell you the, the, the advantage of coming from an analog background, you know, and watching the transition and going into digital is understanding the little things that a lot of people who are only grounded in digital don't know whether it's with video especially that you know i talk about terms sometimes with guys and they just gloss over yeah yeah <laughs> i'm like yeah okay i shouldn't do that uh, um, <laughs> that deer in the headlights and look, it's you yeah. know it's it's all those little things like that though i learned in television the little things uh the attention to detail and the caring about a lot of those little things holds true in any level of production um, like what we do with different bands and different events and things like that that you and I both work on. Mm -hmm. um, it's all about, uh, I, I, you know, it's not that I'm the lowest priced. Um, it's not that I'm the biggest. I don't advertise. I don't do anything like that. I mean, it's, re it's very relational for me. It's a hobby yeah. business in a lot of ways. I really like the relationships that I build and get built out of it. Yes. Um, but more than anything, it's the creative outlet I need. 
Um, you know, I was brought up in a musical home and uh, just went to the dark side, you know, to the behind the scenes right. part of it. And that's what I really enjoy. I've been in front before. I don't need that. Um, <laughs> you got all that out of your system? Um, it's, you know what? It's a, people think being in front of the camera and uh, being the guy that is doing everything is, uh, really feels great and everything. It's, there's a whole lot of insecurity that goes with it. There's a whole lot of, uh, fighting off everything from defensiveness to hurt feelings to, um, yeah. to, to not being cocky. There, there's all kinds of it. Lots and, of layers there for sure. And by being the youngest kind of in my family and watching, I really just had to observe a lot. Even though I talked a lot, I still had to observe more. Mm -hmm. And so I've, I learned how to work with vulnerable people and, and people in front of the camera, guys like Justin who are in front of and they're very vulnerable. Sure. And uh, you have a very comforting spirit to you, you know, yeah. like well, you're, you're able to, to translate all the technical jargon and give them a condensed version of this is what information you need. And it makes them feel calm and comfortable. Yeah. And I would I say this to that. Too, yeah. Honestly. Yeah. I mean, I can say this, you know, coming from a church background and everything. Um, the one thing I probably benefited the most by watching uh, older members of my family and I give them all the credit in the world for giving me opportunity and, and a place to, to learn it and you know not letting me get too overly arrogant about it and keep kind of beating me down so I would stay grounded but that's the gratuitous family plug um, <laughs> but I mean when it comes to an artist up front yeah you want it to sound good yeah you want it to look good but all of that doesn't matter if that guy up there you know you've you've pissed him off because you've acted like an ass or you've acted defensively instead of humbly and it's a servant role and you know my background allows me to be able to be comfortable in that role yes and it's actually where i where i find a lot of satisfaction yes like i did the, i did the final mood ring circus show uh down at southbound which is not necessarily a place i typically would like to go and do a show on a stage that you know lack of depth yeah. um, yes, nice no, place don't get me wrong it's just, it's just it's, not where i would love to, to it's, do it's a vastly different uh, yeah atmosphere than what you're used to with some of the bands that you work with and it's not i it, i agree it is not a knock on the establishment or the bands that play there it's oh, no. literally just the layout and it's just the way it is it's a totally different well, yeah, I, I get it dedicating a lot of space inside of a restaurant uh, uh you know bar and restaurant is a big commitment man so i mean yeah. I, I applaud what they have it's just it, you know it's just different 100%. And um, so I, but what I love about that is I get to come in and do something different that, I, you know, just walk in, have a challenge. That's why I'm not a venue and, guy. I don't like I've had offers to, to be the house sound or um, lighting or whatever kind of engineer. And it's like I need that change of pace, that that vulnerable up for anything. And then somebody throws you something random and you have to deal with it that quick. Um, I, I like that challenge. So, oh, yeah. I mean, for me, the, the the idea was never that I didn't want that challenge either. It's it's about how, you know, and, you know, we've talked about this as we've looked at stuff. For me, it's about how do I make that the least uncomfortable and the least painful uh, of a setup and a teardown and a get in and out, but, right. yet, but yet still have flexibility. Yeah, no, efficiency and is definitely your strong suit. I, I love the creative challenge of that. Yeah. Uh, maybe too much. You spoke, you spoke on something that's a dead ringer um so i did a show recently also at southbound and um anytime that you go like i said sometimes there's going to be curveballs thrown your way and you have to deal with it in the best situation possible um and southbound has just recently done a really nice job of updating their stage and stuff and and um flown some of their um sound system and whatnot Big which help. has made a exactly yeah. it made a massive help uh but in in the course of all that change like there's still you know certain things that need to be 
tweaked or whatever. And so I had been used to going in there, setting my stuff up, and it's flawless. And anytime you change anything, there's going to be some kind of little something. <laughs> and uh, so we had an issue with one of the speakers, and I don't want to get you know long-winded on this, but we were having issues and through soundcheck. And you could see the demeanor of the band just go from, hey, I'm happy to be here to, oh, God, oh, God. Oh, yeah. you know? And so in between the time that we finished soundcheck and they started playing, I was still like a mad scientist tweaking with stuff. <laughs> and then they got on stage, and I was able to see him go from, Ugh. And, yeah. and get that glow back, and oh, so yeah. that's the. It's not. A, it's not even a power thing. It's a responsibility thing. And you you hit the nail on the head on that. It's a servant servant kind of role. Like we are serving the the people on stage and trying to p present them in the best light possible to all the people that are there in attendance. And it's it is our job, and we can definitely be responsible for either bringing up their spirits or or killing it and bringing them down. Oh. Um, and that's that's the worst feeling. Well, to me, there's two there's two really cool feelings. Um, like for instance, I'll use Moodring Circus in their in their last show. Uh, you know, somebody mentioning something or reaching out a month or so ahead and saying, "Hey, can you do this?" Yeah. Um, looking forward to going and doing it, getting there, and preparing, and the the slight bit of anxiety that comes with is everybody going to like it? Um, right. Is something that can keep you sharp as a musician. Same thing, man. Is oh, man, are people going to like this song? I got to make. Right. really make sure it's right. really right you know or i just got out. this new guitar and i haven't even had a chance to to try it out yet i exactly. hope it works yeah and First so i remember these songs or not yeah. <laughs> right yeah that's true too um, i'm sure yeah, alex especially that. thought that <laughs> oh i bet but i mean like with them when they walked in you know they're already excited and so when they walk in and everybody starts looking around and going oh wow yeah okay and then you can see and you you start you know throwing a little bit of it out there when they're after they're done setting up Try to help, uh, you know, build a, a good vibe for the band, and then by the time they're done, uh, you know, doing their run through or whatever, man, I, I hope I've done half of a song to, so that they really, oh, okay, this is what's coming tonight, right? And yes. if that's a if that's a five percent help, cool, mission accomplished, hundred. Yeah, I mean, if it if it just helps them on the emotional side, five percent, yep. and you know, I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about this. You know, we, at least we talk a little more about the mm -hmm. the, the the band I'm most known for working sure. with. Yep. Um, that long term relationship and that reliance is a big part of why I like doing what I do. Yes, and the band that I work with, same thing. Yeah. Like whenever I I'll never forget the first show and like hitting some of the light cues and stuff, and they're just like. And you could see like yeah. them physically start to have a yeah. better show. Yeah, and then, play, but, the, guys. but the thing is, then that becomes something that is relied upon. And so if that's not there for them, something's missing. Well, so sometimes you got to be cover. You know, sometimes a guy's yeah. sick. And you know, you know, when there's when there's something else going on and everything, the the pressure sometimes can help. And again, if that's another five percent lowered the pressure that right. the band feels because okay, if we're not on our our hottest energy tonight, we still have a show. Right. No, that's and, that goes back to the the responsibility factor. Like you are also responsible for helping raise the the morale of the band and stuff, and supporting them when they're can. when they're having those eh, kind of days. Yeah, exactly. If you yeah. can, and that starts when they show up. Yeah. You know, prepped, prepped and ready. Smile on your face. I mean, that's the one thing that um, I, you know, <laughs> I've got one or two guys that work with us that sometimes can be surly guys. <laughs> and, you know, I tell yeah. them, but you know what? It's uh, to watch a change of that even over a, uh, just a few years of working with them. It's really cool to see that because, you know, you get to see change. You get to see improvement in people. Um, you get to build relationships at all levels. Yeah. And so, you know, that support uh, for a band, you know, done correctly can help them 
raise their level because I think it gives them confidence to raise their level. You know what I'm saying? It, it's yeah. not always about that, you know, oh, this show is this much responsible because it's this big to help this band do this. Um, no, it, it's a it's a it's a part. It's a tool. And if the band chooses to do that um, and chooses to really push it and accentuate it and help it make their brand or something like that, those are all positive things. Um, but yeah. it's, a, it's a commitment like anything. Yeah, for sure. Um, those are really good points that you bring up, and I do want to get into more of those. But first, let's play another game. <laughs> Damn. Um, this is uh, the genesis of the podcast in itself, the Audio Rose podcast. This is a segment called Covering Covers. Um, so, uh, yeah, glad glad that uh, our audio is working correctly. <laughs> we've got we've got all the kinks worked out there. I hope. Oh, um, cool. So we're gonna do um, a little random video selection. Um, have you guys ever seen the uh, TV show uh, Press Your Luck? And so it's like the No Whammy, No Whammy Stop. Okay. Well, this got... I might be slightly better at. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad that I'm <laughs> making you feel better about this. Yes, visuals for sure. So uh, it's going to have a random video generator. So you tell me to stop whenever you want to stop. Um, Justin, I'm actually going to start with you on this. So okay. um, let me pull this up here. All right. Uh, so whenever you're ready, tell me to stop whenever you're feeling good about it, Justin. Uh, stop. God bless the USA as done by Lee Greenwood, done by Dave Bray. So before I before I click this, let me uh, pull up some information here. I don't know what that is. What are we doing? Oh, okay. Well, we're going to... I'll tell you here in a second. Okay. So Dave Bray um, uploaded this video on January 20th of 2020. He has 900 views on this video and has 7,000 subscribers to his channel. Um, Dave Bray is a U.S. veteran and he is known uh, or is now a national touring musician, singer, and songwriter and has dedicated his musical career to supporting U.S. veterans, active duty military, fire police, and first responders. He considers his music a continuation of his service and uses his powerful voice to honor our American heroes. So let's hear it for the patriotic entertainer, Dave Bray. So, uh, Tom, you asked, basically, we're either going to roast this person or we're going to toast this person. He's oh, okay. either going to be really great and we're going to talk about kind of maybe what makes him great or what we like about it. And if he's awful, we're going to gut and quarter him. Awesome. <laughs> uh, who's up for some gut and quarter? Right. See tomorrow all things were gone I worked for all my life There was a time in my life I looked a lot like this guy <laughs> I can see that yeah. He's got the, the cool dad Oh wait, let me cover up on. Let me cover up Yeah, exactly Living here today I like his microphone. It's an SM7B. SM7B. Yeah. I've, been, I've been wanting to get an SM7B for a while. A couple of Same. nerds and a musician. Awesome. Yep. One of these days, that's what these will be. Are, you, are either of you familiar with the original version of this by Lee Greenwood? Yes. Okay. Yes, I've been to a fireworks uh, show <laughs> right. in the Midwest. Yeah, okay. true. No, so 
um, to put those two against each other. Like he's really kind of rocking it up a little bit in certain spots, which I think is refreshing. Yeah, it's yeah. crossover country rock. Yeah. Yeah, good, good for him. He seems like he's carved a niche out for himself and yeah. Yeah. Uh, doing something positive for the world. So. Exactly. Yeah. I, I toast to him. I, yeah. Same. Same. I'll toast, toast to him. Toast. Toast, my friend. Detroit. If I had coffee, I would toast. I'll just, I'm, I'm faking. This oh. is for TV only. <laughs> mm. You can grab you another cup over there, Tom. Awesome coffee. Coffee might do that. I will say that I, I wish he would work on making his vibrato a little more full. It sounded a little thin on that, but that's me being nitpicky, who, and I shouldn't be, because <laughs> I think he's doing great. Yeah, buddy. That's a little Lee Greenwood action for you. So, um, awesome. Yeah. Somewhere around here. <laughs> he was reaching right when he had to really go to the top. He was hitting the edge. That's, that's what I, yeah, that's, so that's what I was referring to. Good yeah, it sounded just a little bit though. thin, but he was able to get there. Yeah, so kudos for that. He sounds like somebody. I can't remember. Yeah. So I thought the same thing, Justin. I'm still having a hard time putting my finger on it, but I agree. Maybe the um, Tesla guy. I don't know. Yeah. Um. Oh, shoot. What was his name? Yeah. But yeah, how how it's like thin like that. And that really quick vibrato does remind me of Tesla. I, I can get that. But I, I do feel like there's somebody more current. Uh, well, more, I say more current. Like I'm, I, When I say more current, I speak like an old man. And I think like the year 2000. Get off my lawn. <laughs> get off my lawn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, whenever. Uh, Tom, are you ready? We're going to give you a spin on the wheel here. Oh, sorry. No, you're fine. You're good. So tell us when, whenever you feel good about it. Stop. Oh, jeez. Born in the USA by Great Gig, as originally done by Bruce Springsteen. This will be butchered, I can just tell. Do you that. think so? Yeah. Okay. All right. So this is going to get butchered. I'm going to tell you that Great Gig is from Sweden. Uh, this was recorded in November of 2017. <laughs> butchered. Uh, they have 2,500 views on the video, and they have 52 subscribers. Um, and I'm pretty sure I have I looked and looked for confirmation, but I'm pretty sure that they are a Bruce Springsteen tribute band. So oh. anytime that there's a tribute band, I feel like there's yeah. a higher chance that they'll be better. Yeah, so, I agree. So we'll Sorry. see. Yeah, spoiled, we'll see. spoiled me with that information. Yeah. yeah, we'll see. Let's check out the production on this, too. Too big of a show not to be good. Right. Yeah. To give away. Is that an LED back there? Um, looks like it. That does look like it. I couldn't tell if it was a banner at first or not, but no, I, I see it the video. It could be rear projection, you know? Yeah. The laser projector. That takes something. so much space to do rear projection. projection. Oh, yeah. Some of these older theaters, though, you know, they have it. Yeah. If they're, if they're doing, you know, any kind of a theater production, they can. I was just listening to this record like a couple a couple days ago. Actually. Oh, really? Yeah, this is a really good record. It is a good record. Yeah, I I have mixed feelings personally about Bruce. Yeah. Um, I, I think the songs are, are pretty okay, but sometimes I have to be in the right mood. But a lot of times I just feel like he's just yelling a lot, and I'm like, ugh. 
Yeah, there's a, a yeah. constant urgency. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's not enough dynamics for me, yeah. I guess, is what I really mean. Yeah. yeah. I like, uh, I like Born to Run a lot. That's a good That's album. a great song. Yeah. yeah, that is a great song. Unfortunately, it's not patriotic to be featured in this week's episode. It's not? Not, not patriotic enough. Born to Run for Congress? <laughs> well, okay, maybe that's the problem. It's, it's too political. It's too, too American. <laughs> guys definitely have their thing figured yeah. out. Yeah, they do. I mean, backup, four backup singers and the whole thing. I'm, I'm here to say I'm toasting it. Yeah. Yep, I just toasted. I don't want another drink. <laughs> my, li- my lips burned. Oh, oh yes. Give us something to roast. Okay. Yeah. Um, Let me guess what this one will be. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see. Uh, Justin, when are you feeling froggy? Jump. Oh. <laughs> We're an American band by Grand Funk Railroad, but this is done by 3D In Your Face. Oh, okay, how um, many views? This is gonna tell it if the views are high. It'll okay, be a so <laughs> um, let's see here. Uh, 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 somewhere I had. Oh God! There we go. Uh, I don't know how you play the drums and do that. Both. At oh, the same it's time, it, dude. It's hard. I have little hands down here that are so much yeah. talent. Um, so 3D in your face uploaded this video November 26th of 2015. They have 20, or I'm sorry, 2,100 views, 205 subscribers. And this is held. This was held at the 21st Saloon in Oklahoma, Omaha, Nebraska. Easy for me to say. Um, and one of their band members is who posted this, and it's, he says, "Hello, I am Sam Spade Morris, the bass player for the nation's number one 80s hair metal glam rock tribute band, 3D in Your Face." But this song came out in like 1970. Well, you know, yeah. I feel like they've copied and pasted the. What's with, uh, what's with you in the details, man? Um, we are from they're from Omaha, Nebraska if you dig hair metal, glam rock sleazy metal, punk rock or just good old fashioned rock and roll you will enjoy 3D in your face what's sleazy metal? Can, can we? Def- can somebody define? I mean, I could, that I could give me? you bands. Is, or is that for another chart? So somebody could be on another chart. I mean, basically, yeah, it's, okay. it's a subgenre of a subgenre. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, let's uh, let's see here. I think there's. I also see notes down here that there might be some production to to kind of look Enjoy. at. Yeah, well, so yeah, we'll see. Timing's everything. Good crowd. It was Dan Fritz. That's what I was about to say, too. That looks like it. There he is again, Dan Fritz. Dan Fritz, get out of that audience. Uh, oh. I don't love the mix. Same. Yeah. Okay, I already have a question. How, how is... I'm going to say I'm not going to toast them. Um, how the hell do bands like this have that much production? Tom, do you have an answer? Yeah... Um, usually I find that really successful side real job provides things like this for some bands. That is um, a lot. Of produ- I'm talking like yeah. tens of thousands of dollars of production. Yeah. Easily. And I don't even like it that much. No. Yeah. It's so, there's I, a- I like his tattoo on his shoulder. Oh, yeah. yeah. I wonder how much that hurt. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh the pain. <laughs> Dan Fritz a- in the front row just getting it, wishing he was up on stage. I cannot believe Dan Fritz. is. He's in every music video ever. He's an made. attention whore. Good I mean, that's, God. yeah. Where's Tara? The one. The one. Oh, great tattoo. Oh, my God. Yeah, I bet that hurt a lot. Yeah, the Sharpie was probably very sharp at the end. So this is like, John, not do you want a, a, you want a tattoo? Song. You know what? No, I'm good. 
Unless you're a really good artist. Then we can just... <laughs> no. I could do the one. Yeah, that's a that's a lot of vomiting of production. Why does he there. keep doing that? Uh, uh, well, because he's he's trying to get himself back to being on key. I I don't love it. Yeah. Yeah. No. This is um. Yeah. It's like an '80s version of a song that's not an '80s song. Which I mean, I know that's like getting down to the the fringe of like things to. I just think about, but. if you're going to do that much production and you're going to take a video and make something. Wouldn't, could, wouldn't you work on your craft? Well, <laughs> well, uh, well, no, I mean, just wouldn't you have good audio? <laughs> yeah, that would yeah. be true. If you're going through all of that all expense of that production. and everything and then to not know, be able to hear it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's exquisitely mediocre. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that is so Perfect. It's, uh, it's, it's very a, well stated, Justin. That's a roast. Yeah. Oh. oh we've got toast. we've got that's bonus content. We've got bonus content. You ready? I've got a picture of this band, a promo shot. Oh, this will be good. Oh God. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They all look like they have day guys, jobs. Yeah, guys. That's Dad Rock right there. Uh, oh Lord. Yeah. That's that's, oh. that's Dad Rock. I, I mean, wonder, I wonder if anybody's got got real hair going on or. Uh, I literally feel like the two in the middle should be in the same band. And the two on the outside should be in the same band. They shouldn't all four be in the same band. I don't know why, but the you guy. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, well, the guy on the left looks like he should be like in an Edward Scissors hand movie or uh, like or cover uh, band. a cure or, yeah, so, I don't know. Um, the guy on the far right, though, in the I Love Rock, is that Mike Rumsey? <laughs> it looks like Mike Rumsey from uh, Transylvania and, Dude. I mean, all kinds. Of, uh, he's in like 18 different bands. But... I think that's a chick, though. No, come on. Yeah, I think that's a chick. <laughs> Justin's looking closer. What do you think? Do you think that's a chick? You see what I mean? In the I think they're all chicks. I I think they're all chicks. I think the I think the 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 uh, human on the right is, is a chick. <laughs> I'm gonna get in trouble, man. I'm, I'm gonna say something. Let's gonna move. Let's me, move man. right along. Yes. <laughs> okay, uh, Tom, your turn again. Uh, oh, good. Tell us when to stop. When you feel stop. Oh. Living in America by James Brown is done by Silo Jim. <laughs> this will be a remake. Oh boy, you can't remake okay, anything so James Brown does. The Rolodex, oh, sorry. Just, the Rolodex also just finished spinning, and and I've got a crap ton of information about this guy. So this is going to be good. Um, Silo Jim uploaded this video June twenty sixth of two thousand and eighteen. He has five and a half thousand views, uh, three and a half thousand subscribers. And he goes on to say that his channel includes various genre covers of swing, jazz, big band, acoustic guitars, ukulele performances, and covers, rock and pop covers, occasionally country, music concert videos, karaoke bar performances, film clips, badminton clips, badminton. Okay, that, yeah, you got seems, me there. Yeah, what? seems a, a bit odd. Music clips. Um, my covers are recorded as if they were live performances. The vocals are not edited or tweaked. Even if I do use some reverb at times, uh, echo during the performances using a Boss VE20, uh, that's Tech Talk, uh, attached to the mic and then connected to the mixer. Once the performance is done, it is uploaded to YouTube as it is. I do this as a serious hobbyist since I am starting my PhD in international law and international relations in 2019. Okay. <laughs> 
Did you really? Somebody really put that in the description? Yeah, the he video? put all that in his own description. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, that's, here's I mean, my life story. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh bro. <laughs> here's yeah. everything. Hope you like I, it. I play badminton. <laughs> Dude, I, uh, you've got to have that on cut and paste in your computer. Oh, uh, yeah. That, that's, that's, yeah. Well, let's just say I did not hand rewrite that. Yeah. No, that's. <sighs> Yeah, no, I, I mean that guy has oh, that on his computer. He's got that on like I think he just went to pace number to, nine. Yeah, exactly. Uh, a random gener uh, job generator description and just <laughs> copy and pasted that. Yeah, I underwater basket weave. I groom your dog. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> oh lord. Okay, so let's. I'm check also out. a shaman. Right. Yes. Let's check out uh, an online Silo shaman. I'm still a doing shaman. Uh, living in America. I love it. I, I love it already. Dude, I don't want this guy to take the flag off. Don't remove the flag, dude. That's all I'm saying. Don't remove that flag. Oh, yeah. Love them canned vocals. Yeah. Why is he using... Why is he using wireless? <laughs> Just it's it's freedom, man. He needs that fucking freedom. You see, he's I'm even got he's even got an American flag wrap on his microphone. Can you see that? Yeah, man. But I don't understand why he's on wireless. It screws up your quality. You know what I think is great? <laughs> do you, Justin, do you see the uh, acoustic? Oh, thank God! It oh. wasn't what it could have been. There. Do you see the acoustic guitar and acoustic bass back there? Oh yeah. I'm glad he's not picking either of those up. Yeah, no clue. I'm waiting for it. Dude, I, you know what? Can we do a Venmo or a some campaign to get this guy a new freaking flag? I mean, please. I mean, when you're an artist of this Justin, quality, I want to hear you cover this song, this this version. Dressed like that, though. Yes. Completely has I hope to be he's got costume. pants on. Is he even saying he words? Basically. Dude, I think he just lost his lowers oh. for a second there. You know what gets me about this? This dude's freaking serious. This guy is serious right now. I mean, that is, that's a serious... I don't care what you say. I'm toasting the shit I'm out of that. I'm toasting the shit out of that, too. Absolutely. That, that guy, man. On, on just seriousness alone and selling it, got a toast. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so I did I did go ahead and check out a few of his videos on his channel that weren't that song. Uh, dude, it's worth a look. Silo Jin is worth a look. He is uncovered, untapped gold. Yeah, Dude, there, there's going to be a rush. Yeah. There on YouTube. Um, spoiler alert: he he is a costume guy. So he had another song. I wish I could. I should have wrote down what song it was. He was like all green beret, like the full the full getup. Singing, it might have been Creedence Clearwater Revival song or something. But dude, I'm telling you, he is all in on this hobbyist PhD level <laughs> karaoke. Wow. I give him ten out of ten I, badminton birdies. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, the only critique that I have on that is it really felt the whole time like his mom was going to come downstairs into the basement and say, "Shut that shit down." Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. But I'm a professional, mom. Right. Working on my PhD. Ow! Ow! <laughs> Living in America. <laughs> Stick to stick Basement to basement. <laughs> classroom oh, to classroom. Right. Okay. Uh, Justin, 
I'm feeling good about this. Let's let's let you hit another one here. Oh, good call. Saturday I, in the Park by oh, Chicago. This I'm just gonna say. To go I'm just back. gonna say. I fucking love this song. I really, I really, really fucking love, love this song. song. This so, is a banger. Okay, this well, is a, the this, banger to end all bangers. This right better here. be. This better be a banger. So, yeah. um, quick story. Since you you brought the the word banger. Um, in in coming up with this podcast, the Audio Rose podcast, of course, the the biggest hurdle is coming up with a name, and one that's creative, <laughs> one that's unique, and one that's not already freaking taken. Um, and I had we had one like Anthony and I were bouncing ideas back and forth, and he came up with the idea. Now keep in mind, this was the genesis. This game of this podcast is like kind of roasting people and that kind of stuff. Um, and it was called um, Bangers and Trash instead ah, of Bangers and Mash. Yes. And it was taken. Nobody had uploaded anything since like 2009. But it, and I'm like, ah. Oh. So I was like, ah, I'll just come up with something else. So bangers and trash. Bangers and trash. So that being said, the reason I bring that up is because you were talking about how much of a banger is this it's song is. It better be good. <laughs> this this rendition better be good. This is by Adam Plomeritas. I hope I'm saying that right. Featuring Noah Collins. This was uploaded June twentieth of two thousand and fourteen. Uh, it has just under 20,000 views, and they have 220 subscribers. This is a live performance of the Chicago Classic at Back Seat Productions in Ann Arbor, Michigan. It's at a production place. Right. So let's let's hope that it's good. I already I already dig that right there. Yeah, that's a good sound. Yeah, no kidding. Those mic stands are worth a thousand dollars. Yeah. You and I are still the same. Like, we, we see this stuff and just yeah. instantly. Are those Newmans? Do they have Newmans on there? On the mics, yeah. Yeah. There's oh, big yeah. ass. There's nice big ass yeah. apples on there. There's a bunch of college kids, probably in a jazz class. Yeah. What I toast them just for attempting this, number one, and then they pulled it off. Yeah, freaking a. The tone is so warm in this. This is this is great. Is that Quinn from Wicked Shimmy singing lead there? It does look like Quinn. <laughs> John Bon Jovi singing lead there. Behind the mic. Yeah. In the windscreen. Oh no, he doesn't look like John Bon Jovi though. He looks more like Zach from Members Only. <laughs> yes. Oh, dude. Great run. This is literally my one of my two songs from Chicago I know and like. Oh, so we should have done this in reverse. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Oh, I just snapped out that song. Yeah. It's Quinn, I'm telling you, man. Is Quinn from Michigan? We'll find out. No idea. I just don't know what he's doing up there doing. I'll have to have him on the show just to find out if he's from Ann Arbor, Michigan. Ask him, what the hell are you doing over here with a bunch of college students, buddy? That guy's from a boy band. Their voices go well together, I think. It's a boy band material. Big V-neck. I did see him bite his lip, though. Yep, saw it. such a long time. This part. Oh, 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 motherfucker! Oh, it's the best part. Oh. Isn't this a music show? Damn it! It's it's like you had it's like you have to go to YouTube and watch it for yourself or oh. something. Oh. oh, is he? He's getting YouTube. Oh. He's getting YouTube kicked out. Yeah, those guys. What? Yeah. What? No, watch it. What? Did I say that? Loud? Oh my god, you tech <gasps> you tech I, guy. I thought I whispered down. No, don't tackle tail on me. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave that alone. 
Right. Uh, let's see here. Justin, you were, you picked that one. So let's give Tom one more. Uh, Tom, this is a, a, a easy way to, to redeem yourself and make sure you're on the right side of the tracks here. I think the train is so coming in. Fun. Train is coming into the station on that one. I just love watching him patiently wait. Stop. Star um, Star Spangled Banner by Roseanne Barr. This yeah. is the national anthem. Imagine this for me. Sweet. I don't have any notes on this. No notes are needed. Uh, are this needed. is. I don't care what you say. This Roast. is freaking gold. Roast. Oh God. It depends. This one gets two marks. One for performance. And one for just being freaking fun. <laughs> Are we all for, have, Justin, have you seen this before? I have not. Oh, wow. Do you know who Roseanne Barr is? I am aware of her existence, yes. Okay. Yeah, sorry about that. So everybody that knows me personally knows that my favorite show of all time is The Golden Girls. My second favorite show of all time is Roseanne. Roseanne, Roseanne can do no freaking wrong in my book. That's awesome. This included. This is great. <laughs> this is awesome. I am pro this. <laughs> The thing is, is she's not trying to get on pitch. She's no. trying to get Keep mind, the she, booze. She started her career as a stand-up comedian. Oh, yeah, she did do that. The booze. Oh, yeah. This is actually a live audio roast. Yeah. Loud and proud, baby, loud and proud. Those booze. And here's what got her all the trouble right there. The crotch and, bolts and the yeah, spit. That's what got her all the heat back in the day when this happened. Uh, I want to say this is in 92 or 93. This is during, like, Roseanne is on air and that kind of thing. And there's her husband, Tom Arnold. Uh, yeah, she got so much crap for this. Um, but oddly enough, the show carried on. Like, there was no ramifications. Not to get too political. But now she sends out a tweet and she's excommunicated from her own show. So, boy, how times have changed. <laughs> But no, man, that seriously, that got her so much heat, like, all over, all over the media. That was so, a long time ago, too, man. It was, yeah. Um, we are going to take one other little break here and come back and uh, continue on the journey. Cool. I'm going to Are you interested in being a guest? We, we, we want, want, want you. 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 Please message or email if you're interested in becoming a guest for the show. We'd love to have music lovers of all kinds join in on our fun. Message and follow us on Facebook and Twitter at the Audio Roast Podcast. Or send us an email with questions, comments, suggestions, or topics you'd like to hear discussed to the Audio Roast Podcast at gmail.com. I agree, Josh. Cancel culture does indeed suck. There is uh, a lot to be said in today's social climate, uh, political environment, that kind of thing. Uh, nothing pisses me off or has pissed me off so far as bad as the news last week that the Golden Girls, of all shows, the Golden Girls, had an episode pulled because of blackface. Um, being a longtime Golden Girls fan, I could tell you that the show had nothing to do with blackface. In fact, it was quite the opposite. Um, it did nothing but point out uh, the un the unity that needs to happen between different cultures and stuff. 
Um, and yeah, again, I, I'm trying not to get too into this because uh, it's an easy road to take. And I'm trying to be different from everybody else and offer kind of an escape from all that. But uh, man, I tell you, cancel culture is real and there is nothing shittier than, cult than cancel culture because it's just, uh, yeah, live and learn and do better, period. Move on. Don't, don't try and erase what happened in the past. Uh, Richard, don't get me started. I agree. In fact, I'm just going to jump off the train now and, and change subjects. So, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's so much to be said. I almost, it's almost like I need another podcast. It's just political as all get out. <laughs> uh, watch it, Jared. They'll ban you too. Correct. The only, th the only difference is I don't have a network deal. So <laughs> still working on that. Uh, if you know anybody, let me know. <laughs> Uh, okay, so we've got some more uh, fun and games that's gonna uh, we're gonna continue on with. We uh, are gonna do a new game that has never been done yet on the show. We've got that coming up. Uh, speaking of new games, uh, last week, Josh, thanks again for playing uh, last week's new game, Virtual Password. That went really well. Uh, and um, so we'll uh, we'll keep that involved in the in the future shows um, as a way to to try and integrate more interaction with you guys watching. Like I I really enjoy this live um, interaction. I don't know what you what do you guys think? I mean, when you when you think obviously when you think podcast, you think audio only. And as you know, I do offer that um, because I'm trying to go across multiple platforms, not for the sake of going across multiple platforms, but um, an ease of access and a way to consume however best suits you and, and your your needs. Um, some people like to just pull up YouTube and, and or Facebook or whatever and watch videos from there, and, and they're content with that. That's the way that Anthony is. Um, he'll just spend hours and hours watching his phone. Uh, some people are, are more, you know, like they're at work or they're chilling at home or whatever, and they just want to put their phone in their pocket and put in some earbuds and listen that way. So, um, you know, kind of let me know what you guys uh, really want and how, how you watch or listen. Um, do you watch live? Do you watch the replay? That kind of thing. Um, would you prefer if uh, we continue doing the live stream? Would you prefer if um, everything was, you know, pre-done and recorded and just directly uploaded to YouTube if it became more of a YouTube channel type thing um, in the typical fashion? Or or is this something that you enjoy? Do you also enjoy the back and forth, the live aspect and that kind of thing? Um, yeah. So, um, Richard, you'll do, oh, you'll do the political show with me? Yeah, I bet you would. <laughs> We'd be canceled within the first five minutes. Are you kidding? <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, um. Anyway, so that's that's that about the uh, the live stream. Let me know if you prefer the live stream, if you prefer listening to audio only, or if you think that just watching a, a weekly uploaded YouTube video would be something the more that you prefer. Uh, for the time being, I'm, I don't plan on changing. I, I personally enjoy the live interaction, and I'm trying to come up with games and stuff that, that involve you guys that watch along more. So, uh, so that's that. Um, we are going to get back to some more games. Again, this is a brand new game. So, uh, yeah, let's get back to the show. Mine says, so that's all I can say. Okay, so we are, we're back. We're going to play us another little game. Tom is uh, dying to know how we play this. So let's, uh, yeah. let's introduce this next little number. 
Rage's game called Head Squeeze. This is a brand new game. Uh, we were trying it out. There's no need to memorize complex rules. Mm, yes, that's just for you, Tom. Here's the rules. Each round, a player gets one minute to ask as many yes or no questions as, as needed to help identify the clue in your head squeezer. The only question that you cannot ask is, what am I? But at any point, you may ask, am I a or am I the, um, that kind of thing. The other player um, can only answer with yes, no, could be, or I don't know. Uh, the first player to correctly guess four clues is declared the winner. So, as you can see, I've got uh, all of our little clues here. I'm going to spread them out. <laughs> Easier said than done. And uh, I'm going to production planning at its finest. Right, exactly. So, um, you can, let me see. I have to think about this. Uh, don't look at your word because it's going to go on top of your head and you have to guess what the word is. Okay. So, And I'll put them on top of your head just so that we keep everything on the straight and narrow. Okay. All right. So, having to do a lot of um, trusting, a lot of trust going in here. That one. Okay. He picks this one. So right now, Jared is moving across the room and is putting a card on Justin's head. Ooh. And now I'm picking one, and then he's okay. going to put the card on my head. All right. Had to do some commentating. I appreciate that. Yeah. Appreciate the uh, cover. Yeah. Okay. So. There is a, a Dude, word. You have a, on... you have a card on your forehead, man. <laughs> <laughs> what? How'd that get there? I will Dude. say that you two have never looked better. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so um, Justin, you have a word on your head, and Tom's job is to try and get you to say the word on your head, and vice versa. You're going to make Tom say the word on there. So each player gets a 60-second uh, timer to try and guess clues, and there's uh example clues on the back of your card that i gave you two sample questions right? sample questions correct yes so i'm going to start the clock so and i have to get him to say that word correct you have just to get him sure. to say the word that's on his head by yep. just asking questions uh he will be asking you questions and you have to say yes or no or it could be or oh. i don't know yeah Bummer. so i can um, get him to say that word no problem. okay well let's put 60 seconds on the clock and uh see if uh you can get him to guess the word on Justin's head. So, Justin, are you ready to ask some questions about the word on your head? I suppose. All right, here we go. Am I a thing? Yes. Um, can I be eaten? Not really. Uh, do I use electricity? Not what I'm asked, not what's on your head, not exactly. Uh, do I fit in a pocket? Possibly. Am I... Depends on your pocket size. Can I fly? If 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 made to, yes. Um, do you wear me? No. I... What color am I? It has to be yes or no question. Oh, um... Am I... Do I have four legs? No. Um... Am I a city? No. My room? No. Um, We're running out of time. I don't know what I am. It's too vague. It's too vague. Okay. Now, uh, when. Don't reveal it. Don't reveal it. Bummer. All the notes that you just had, keep in your head to his answers. Now we're going to flip the script and you're going to get Tom to say the word on his head. So, 60 seconds on the clock. Oh, no. And here we go. Ask away, Tom. Am I a person? Yes. Am I male? Yes. Am I old or young? You're old. Ancient. Am I dead or alive? You're very, very dead. Am I a Greek figure? 
No, you're not that dead. Am I a well-known historical figure? Yes. Was I good or bad? Uh, you were good. For the most part. I mean, I, I think. Yes, I would agree with that. Yeah. Was I in the military? Yes. Was I a general? Uh, yes. Douglas MacArthur? No. No. Older. Um, oh, um, was I Revolutionary War? Yes. Um, General Washington? Um, uh. George, not George Washington. Hey, you said it. George Washington. Oh, yeah. I thought Washington would be enough. Okay. Hey, I want something. Hey, and so keep in mind, America. Keep in mind. America. 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 Okay, so we're going to go back and um, Justin, guess, try and guess what's on your head. 60 seconds begin. Um, do I have. Am I color oriented? No. Do I. I don't remember the notes. Um, <laughs> um, do I am, am I am I something you would use on the Fourth of July? Potentially, yes. Um, am I celebration oriented? N no, so I'm not fireworks. No, um, but I'm a thing. I yes, can't, I can't be eaten. Nope. No, I I can fly. If made to, yes. So, so it's an object that can be thrown. Yes, very much so. Can be thrown. Am I a paper airplane? No. No. Am I just an airplane? No, but you're aerodynamic. Boom. Sorry. Am I? Am I uh, a spoiler on a car? No. Time. America. Yeah. Think American. Think America. Think American. But don't, don't go there yet. Oh, I have to do another one. Okay. I'm not. I'm not looking here. Okay, that's <laughs> all right. There we go. I okay. now have a new card on my head. Tom's got a new card, and uh, we're gonna start that clock in a timely fashion. And go. Am I a person? No. Am I a place? No. Am I a thing? You are a thing. Yes. Am I alive? Yes. Am I larger than a bread box? Uh. Relatively same size-ish. Am I as larger than a microwave? Um, no. Am I am I larger than a uh, eight-track tape? Yes. Am I smaller? Uh, uh, and I'm I'm alive. Um, do I have four legs? No. Um, can I can I communicate with you? Um, as a human? No. Am I a cat? No. No. Well, it could be three-legged cat. Sorry. Um. <laughs> 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 Sorry, off track. Um, do I speak? No. Am I part of a species? Yes. Am I in the animal kingdom? Yes. Am I in the fur category? No. All right. Uh, and back to Dang. Justin trying to still guess his first word. <laughs> I remember my first word. Um, <laughs> let's see. Um, Am I am I fictional? No. Do I? Okay, so it's America, right? So let's see, Liberty Bell. Um, no. Uh, fucking. Uh, I don't know. So I can be thrown. Yes. But like, what am I? I don't know. I don't know. I Think don't... America. Uh, what would an American throw? What would American um, parties? Um, in a, what would they throw in their pastime? Yeah. Uh, in an organized fashion. Um, with a 
with competition going on? A a, ba a baseball? Oh! Oh! <laughs> I did Woo! it. I did it, you guys. He did it. I did he it. did it. He built the I remember city. my first word. <laughs> okay, Justin, pick you another I word. Another this word. Okay. got me a word. Jared is putting on another one. <laughs> now Justin can no longer see. Right. <laughs> Where'd everybody go? I don't know, LeVar Burton. <laughs> okay, um, 60 seconds on the clock, and we're trying to get Tom to guess the word on his head. Okay. Is my fur worth money? No. Am I a scavenger? Yes. Do people like, do, does the general people like me? Very much so. And I don't have, do I have two legs? Yes. Oh, crap. I'm, a, I'm not an ostrich, so... Um, small two legs, bread basket, American. Good lord! Oh yeah, American. Dang it! Oh man, I don't know. Two legs and American. Can I have a lifeline? <laughs> take it easy, man. Take it um, easy. Don't take it to the limit, but take it easy. <laughs> Dude, you can't give me eagle songs. Right? Hey, hey, you got the word. You got the word. You're an eagle. Boom. An ostrich. How, again, very Canadian of an you. An eagle is far bigger than a microwave. Its body may not be, but his wingspan might be. Have you ever been around an eagle? Up can't say that I have. Pretty, pretty no, damn big say, bird, okay. man. I might be surprised. Yeah, man, an eagle's got a chest. Sorry, how very Canadian of me. I apologize. Yes, okay. no kidding. <laughs> Okay, so you need a new word. Uh, you can feed your eagle. I'm probably going you know to have to go here give? in a minute. Okay. Yeah. Right. You can give your eagle um, maple, syrup, maple syrup, though. That's what's really cool about an eagle. Okay, uh, this will be our last round. So, Justin, uh, let's see if you can guess the word on your forehead. My person? No. My place? No. My thing? Yes. Do I have four legs? No. Am I an animal? No. Can I be eaten? Mm, you shouldn't. <laughs> uh, my fireworks. Boom! <laughs> this game, this guy's wow, got it down, dude. Very that's nice. A, that's a record. 18 very seconds. Nice. Yeah, that's good. Um, let's let's try and see if we can get uh, Tom to to get the word on his head, and we will. Oh, God. We will determine the winner. Am I a person? Nope. A place? Nope. A thing? Yep. Am I larger than a microwave? Um, depends on how hungry you are. Stack of pancakes. Um, no. A, a pig. A uh, roasted pig, barbecue. Folks, that is how we play. That was 19 seconds. Head squeeze. Me by one second. Yeah, My competitive I... side's not letting me uh, live it. Oh, man. Okay, well, for that, I'm going to have to say that our winner is Justin. Justin um, held on for the, the long haul. Justin has got a, a show to get to. Justin, tell everybody where they can see you next. Please. Um, I'm playing at Shorty Pants Lounge on the lake and lake of the ozarks on tuesday i saw 16th. you on a billboard i am on a billboard for that show that's a first for me i'm playing at bear creek wine company um this thursday okay july or july 9th then i'm playing uh the route 66 um food truck park oh really on friday from six to eight i just ate there recently it's pretty good yeah i'm excited to check it out i haven't actually been yet it's a cool little, the way they have it's all pretty cool over there. Nice. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah, I'm playing over there, and then I am playing a wedding in Minneapolis, and then I'm playing a show in Denver. 
like the weekend after that. And then I'll and then I'd have to look at my calendar to see what the hell I'm up to after that. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I want to say thanks for for coming here, um, Tom. Um, I think you're going to stick around for a little bit. Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Okay. Cool. Um, and Justin, good luck on your show tonight. And thank you, man. Thanks very much. So me. thank you Absolutely, for being here. Justin. Thank you so much for being here. Good I appreciate it. Yeah. Good to see you, man. Always Justin. Good to see you. Guys. Justin Larkin, everybody. Justin Larkin. <sighs> well, see you later. Dude. The Unsung Dreamers, The Musical Journey of the Not-So-Rich-and-Famous, live chat every Thursday at 7. Be sure to check out Dan and Tara Fritz as they carry on with their crazy antics um, in a live chat version of their normal podcast that is uh, audio only where they do deep dive interviews on local musicians to where we can really get to know the people that we grow to uh, love and support locally. Um, due to all the pandemic whatnotness, uh, they are hitting a pause button for a little bit longer yet. Um, I would imagine they're going to be starting soon back with the uh, live interviews and stuff. So in the meantime, check them out every Thursday at 7 as they go live on Facebook for a live chat. Uh, again, that's Dan and Tara Fritz on the Unsung Dreamers, the musical journeys of the not-so-rich-and-famous. Okay, so um, yeah, we've got uh, one more little segment that we're going to do here for for our last uh, round of games. And uh, as as you saw, Justin had to take off; he had a show to do, and um, he uh, he hated to have to leave. But at the same time, prior commitments, you know, obviously come first. So, and that's how I do as well: uh, first come, first serve. Whatever is on my books first is what I'm loyal to. So. Um, I want to say again, thanks to Justin for coming out and uh, being on the show. Um, you'll see that Tom sticks around and we, we chat a little bit longer here, but, uh, we pulled in a special guest. We, this is the first show where we've actually had an appearance from three different people. So, uh, let's check out and see who's going to play our next game with this, shall we? We are going to play a little musical trivia. You ought to know. Um, Justin, I like how you've done a not only a wardrobe change, but entire makeover change. Uh, no, all kidding aside, this is Anthony Cano. Um, welcome to the show. You're filling in for us on the last minute because Justin had to jump off and go to a show. So uh, thanks for filling in. You've got big shoes to fill. He was the uh, far and away the winner of all of the games today. So, Absolutely. You know, no pressure. <laughs> But, well, uh, I I do get the I do get the first time uh, being defeated by two people on one show that though is I so believe true. so there's you know that's a new I'm yeah not kind a new, of another new first for me I'm like breaking ground <laughs> right yeah I'm not winning any kind of music trivia okay well let's uh, I have a chance yeah. yes <laughs> so you're saying yeah, there's a, a chance, chance. <laughs> all right let's play some musical trivia here what is the number one thriller selling hit song in America a of all time. A a thriller, B candle on the wind, C my heart will go on, or D Billy Jean. It's, Tom, it's probably the C, but I'm going thriller. Thriller. All right, um, Anthony, do you have a guess? Yeah, I'm gonna go with B candle on the wind. Oh, really? Princess die all the way. Oh, mm. bad. Yeah, that I don't like that. 
Oh, hey. far too much. Far too much sense he makes when he makes it. Know your history. I'm telling you. Yeah. I'm telling you. Yeah, I don't know why princes die history at all, brother. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so maybe I shouldn't have called the judges in. I told you they're they're strict, and they, I mean, I know. they know their stuff. <laughs> and by they, I mean he. Yes. Let's try another one. I, I think when... What is the highest-selling album of all time in the U.S.? Is it A, Hotel California, B, Back in Black, uh, C, The Eagles' Greatest Hits, or D, Thriller? Tom? D, Thriller. I'm oh. going with a theme here. Okay. Uh, considering they were the highest selling band for a really long time, I'm gonna go with C, the Eagles. Oh, oh my God. going with the greatest hits, not not just their Hotel California, huh? Nah. They okay. sold a lot. Hey. See, told you, dude. See, twice in the show, <laughs> he's getting slaughtered. Getting the loving shit beat out of me. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, who is the best selling female artist of all time in the U.S.? Is it A, Mariah Carey, B, Rihanna? C, Whitney Houston, or D, Madonna? Uh, Tom, I think you might have been the first to ring. Let's hear. Okay, this is, I'm, I, I'm really caught here because it should be C, but it's, I think it's A, unfortunately, okay. because of that damn Christmas song or some other thing she did. Oh, oh Christmas. Yeah. Good, I'm good. afraid that's the reason, and I good call. can't I mean, stand her, though. Hmm. Um, I liked her back in the early 90s and mid-90s. Loved her. I'll, I'll even say all the way up until, like, 2000, mid Maybe mid two thousand. Oh, when she went crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, well, when when her voice was like no more. Yeah, yeah. That's, then I checked out. Sorry, and she, and she went. Uh, call me a Fairweather fan, but yeah, uh, yeah, I agree. Though it should be Whitney Houston. Let's see what the answer is. What about my guess? Oh, I missed. Yeah. I missed it. Would see, you have guessed? Would you have guessed Madonna? I was gonna say Madonna. Oh well, see, <laughs> I just assumed that you would have guessed right. So that's that's why I did that. Good point. Yeah, uh, yeah you can assume it. It's fine. <laughs> I was gonna it's say. Gonna work well, first me. I was gonna ask. Did you mean domestic sales? What or... is the most downloaded song of all time? Is it "Boom Boom Pow" by the Black Eyed Peas? Is it "I Got a Feeling" by the Black Eyed Peas? Is it "Poker Face" by Lady Gaga? Or is it "I'm Yours" by Jason Mraz? Oh gosh. Hmm. Downloading's my era of music. Boom. What do you think? Let Anthony go first on this. Okay. Uh, um, I'll say C. Poker Face by Gaga. <laughs> By Gaga. 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 Okay. okay, I'm going off the board. Okay. And I'm going to go with what I would not normally think, but I think it's because uh, chicks love downloads. And so <laughs> I'm going with the I'm yours, Jason. Dude. Okay. Yeah. All right. I don't want to, but well, I am. Yeah. It's, how Canadian of you. And it's C. <laughs> Oh, it's hey, not. It's me. Oh. It's, hey. I got a feeling by the Black Eyed Peas. That would have been Both my of backup. you got it wrong. That would have been my backup. Fair. Fair. I uh, just don't want to say Lady Gaga. <laughs> That's why he says Lady Gaga. <laughs> Gaga. 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 Who is the highest earning artist in U.S. history? That's a good was question. it A, the Eagles, yeah, B, question. Elvis Presley, C, Garth Brooks, or D, the Beatles? This is a sleeper, I have a feeling here. Okay. I'm going C. Going with Garth. Okay. Longevity, big tours. Trigger than the other one, so that's why I'm doing it. Major production compared to everybody yep. else. Yeah, uh, his he peers doing, in, the, in yeah. the time. Yeah, uh, Anthony. Yeah. Um, earning. Uh, I'll just go with the Beatles because Beatlemania was crazy. Well, and their catalog is worth a bazillion dollars. Yeah. So yeah, you probably got a good point. There. True. Let's of course, that out. could be Elvis. He has. Although the, the Eagles family. were really, they sold a lot. Can I choose A, B, C, and D? No. Okay. I like how there's I'll no go with C then. Hey. Oh, it is the Beatles. Uh, speaking of that, Tom, one of my favorite moments on the podcast so far was uh, 
I think it was Gene Whedon was on, and we were doing uh, songs from 1970, and one of the songs was uh, ABC by the Jackson 5, and so he wrote down ABC as his answer, and there was ABC. <laughs> so he was bound to get it right. Absolutely. Well, for me, it would have been D, though. So, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Um, what is the most viewed Super Bowl halftime show? Is it A, Katy Perry, B, Michael Jackson, C, D. The Who, or D, Prince? D. Tom's going with Prince. I'm Anthony? Going, I'm going with Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. He's huge. Okay, well, let's find out. Oh, oh the answer is Katy Perry. <laughs> and, folks, that is what's wrong with the NFL. <laughs> oh, that's that's a start of what's wrong with the NFL. Well, yes. <laughs> or that's what's wrong with a halftime show. There you go. Just do that. Well, I guess I will It's say... become so overproduced, it's, it's almost hard to watch. <sighs> I will say the Super Bowl is getting more and more views every year nowadays because... Everybody watches it for the commercials, and everybody watches it for the halftime show, and then they literally change the channel afterwards because nobody knows what football is. Yeah. yeah. Um, who is the best-selling male? All the cool commercials. Who is the best-selling male artist of all time in the U.S.? Is it A. Michael Jackson, B. Garth Brooks, C. Elvis Presley, or D. Billy Joel? This is horrible, man. This I don't is know. in the U.S. only, though. Yeah. In the U.S. Important. only, and male artists. That's yes. important. For that, I'm going Billy Joel. Believe it or not. Okay. Because of U.S. only. Okay. Um, I'll go with Mr. Girth Brooks. Yeah, that's that would have been my back. All right, let's find out. And I'm wrong. Elvis Presley. Everybody's wrong. Elvis Presley. Well, he has like 400 albums. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Best-selling male. Yep. Yep. Um, what artist has the most U.S. Billboard Hot 100 number ones? Is it A. The Beatles, B. Jay Z, C. Mariah Carey, or D. The Rolling Stones? I'm pretty sure I know this one. I'm going with D, and it's completely wrong, but that's what I'm going with. I'm going with the one you hate. It's definitely Mariah. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I think she has like 22 number one hits or something. Oh, please say no. Um, in the U.S., it is the Beatles. Oh. The most oh, U.S. U.S. Billboard really? Hot 100s. U.S. Isn't that wow. crazy? That would have to be but like every number song ones, in their catalog. Number ones. So not like pop, oh, not, chart, yeah, not chart on the I charts, but like in the number one position, the yeah, most you, of those. You can't keep hiding that. True, yeah. It's a rat race. What artist has the highest grossing tour of all time? Is it A, The Rolling Stones, B, Guns N' Roses, C, U2, or D, Ed Sheeran? C. C, okay, you too. Uh, Anthony? I don't know. It's definitely not Ed Sheeran. I'd be shocked if it was. I'd, I'll just go with his answer. I'll say C, U2 I don't also. Wanna, let's not talk Ed Sheeran. <laughs> <laughs> the answer is Ed Sheeran. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't guess him. Yeah. I just couldn't do it. Yeah, I don't. I don't understand either. It's because it's the most current. You look well, yes, but you look at all those other three bands: Rolling Stones, GNR, and U2. You talk about production. Those are some bands that I think of when I think big production. Yeah. When I think Ed Sheeran, I think standing there with an acoustic guitar, not doing anything but singing, like singer songwriter kind of thing. Like I don't think production. I don't think. I don't know. You know, like things that would generate highest grossing revenue. Well, well, I don't want to just like discount modern music. I have nothing. I have no point of reference for Ed Sheeran whatsoever. So maybe he does do a great show and like the high production. We don't know. Yeah, I've we never. Do. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Not, we do. Right. <laughs> yeah, no. He's got a damn loop pedal. Okay. Yeah, right. Exactly. Well, that's how he saved a bunch of money. So that's how he made the most money. Uh, well, Good I point. mean, there is. No, it's grossing, not profit, though. Yeah. Hmm. True. And here, my theory on that is: is a band, an, an artist like him can play four shows a week and not have a problem. Yes. Uh, Guns N' Roses and Rolling Stones that can, overhead. can play two a week and maybe keep that up for four weeks in a row without a week off. Yes. Because of the just the stadiums and the larger venues availability and things and just moving 12 trucks from one place to another. Very true. So Very true. Who wrote the lyrics to the Star Spangled Banner? B. Is it 
A. Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, B. Francis Scott Key, C. Walt Whitman, or D. Ralph Waldo Emerson? Wayne and Garth. <laughs> uh, B for me. Yeah. Tom with a quick Francis Scott Key. Anthony? I'm pretty sure it's B also. Yes. Oh, are you sure? Yeah. Let's find out. Hey, hey, hey that's thank the first you. one I've got right all day. Okay. Thank <laughs> you, U.S. history. We got it. We got it. All right. Well, Anthony, I want to say thanks again for, for joining us um, and finishing up that last game. Uh, Tom, stick around. I want to I wanna deep dive a little bit more in, yeah. in with you. So um, yeah. hold that thought, and we'll be back in just a minute. Okay, and we're back. Uh, Tom with Eye Candy LED. Ooh, look at the big logo. Yeah, look at that. That's so pretty. Uh, speaking of which, tell me about that. Tell me about the name. Where did where did Eye Candy LED start from? Where did you come up with it? What What's the origins? Because uh, it's a great name. Yeah, zero deep story. Okay. Zero. Um, just, for, yeah. From I one mean, tech guy to the other, I like the RGB and the LED. I think that was Thank a, you. A, and that's for Chet Smith. I got to say, Chet Smith designed this logo. Oh, Appreciate really? it. Yeah, and, you know amazing photographer but he does a lot more he's really big into the branding thing if anybody's looking for into that and everything chat's a good guy to That's talk awesome. to and um so yeah so thank you chat and so uh, this is your own production company that you're that you own yeah um it's yeah i mean you know how business world is with corporate names and things like that and this is yeah a little bit more of the retail lighting you know more of my uh rentally uh, do production type of things versus selling, you know, and manufacturing LED, which is a big job. So, gotcha. Um, and is that, the, I mean, LED is, correct me if I'm wrong, isn't that kind of the guts of, of your business and what you do? Oh, you, yeah. You the, make LED screens and, and sell and, them to people and stuff. Yeah, custom yeah. Um, LEDs and cabinets like you see on signs and, mm -hmm. you know, you see it shows and things. And then we do a lot of custom. Um, I've got a patented uh, magnetic system that we did. And um, so we use it a lot, but, you know, more economical. And really flexible, so yeah. Sure. Well, and a lot of the people that you're selling to are, are big places. I mean, we're talking casinos and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, have you done, like, churches and that kind of thing as well? Yeah, all of it. That's not my. That's not the market I really go after oh. too much, okay. the church market. It does happen uh, upon me, but, um, you know, that's kind of a lot of my background. I just prefer to not. To keep yeah. it in the background? Yeah, yeah, just keep it back there and not uh, not have it be conflicting for me in any way. Sure, no, I understand that. And, um, but, yeah, mostly, it, you know, that's the that's the, the thrust of it. This is the other side to balance out the other side of my brain. Um, I come from a really creative family, really creative background, very musical in my family in some instances. Do you play, by the way? You... No, I grew up. Um, my mother is a, a concert-quality pianist. Oh, wrong. And, yeah, she could type like 160 words a minute on a traditional typewriter. And, wow. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Time out for the kids. Yes. Uh, you know, to, to type 160 words on something like this. Yeah. Sure. You know that you may think, oh, no sweat. But on a typewriter where it's like you're uh -huh. actually physically yeah. hammering down keys. That is impressive. Now, electric typewriter, but it still is a different level of doing True. It. and her her uh, her her. She, I know it crushed her when I was young. Uh, not to uh, not to have. She been. didn't. You didn't do anything in school. I in did band keyboard. Or anything? I did. I, I learned. Uh, I went to piano lessons begrudgingly young. Um, there's always been music in my house because of my mom and everything. And I've always really music was an escape for me after my mom died when I was young. Music was a total escape for me. I was left alone a lot. And so now you're talking about listening to music. Yeah, uh, yeah. being able uh, identifying with it, um, yeah. entertaining me, um, uh, being my companion. Yes. You know, for lack of a better Letting term. Letting it sweep the, you away into another absolutely, world. Just yeah, having, absolutely. Having the voices. Yeah. And um, and just to move, you know, to feel some, you know, just human joy um, from, you know, what you get out of it and the emotion that comes from it. And so that's, you know, that's really 
um, why I do a lot of what I do now. The artistic side of it um, means a lot to me. Sometimes with music, you don't, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that work around this business that aren't necessarily total musicians, but they have a lot of experience and they have a lot of uh, influence from it. And appreciation for it. Yes. Yeah. And um, sometimes that, I found that sometimes gives you a little bit of a different view of certain things. And um, so, you know, I've, I've tried to just bring the love of music and the appreciation for it and the understanding of it into the, you know, the way we do production. Yeah, for you sure. Know, we're a little bit of an oddball that way. And uh, so we like staying, you know, doing what we're doing. I'd, last thing I want to do would be get bigger or uh, take on things that uh, take away the creative side of it and the fun side of it more. So Delve into that more as far as that you don't want to get bigger. What do you mean by that? Um, for you, yeah, um, it's uh, I love doing shows. Mm -hmm. um, that's that's not the issue. I what I really like is what comes out of doing a show. Satisfaction, uh, working with a team. If it's too big of a team, then I'm kind of stand back and give yes. orders and tell people what to do. And and you know you don't connect with the artistry of the artist as much. If it's a one off, it becomes versus, yeah. disconnected because there's so many people involved. Yeah, and um, I think that there's uh, I think that there's a, a need for high quality for a certain level of artist that is left alone. Gotcha. You know what I'm yes. saying? Yes, I do. And um, so I enjoy that challenge. I, I, I'm kind of a, I, I, I like the challenge of going against the grain just a little bit. Sure. Um, and swimming upstream just a hair. Mm -hmm. And so going into an area and, you know, like the last seven years, you know, this is what I've been doing as a side hobby project. And uh, it's, you know, it's been great. I mean, I enjoy the heck out of it. It keeps you physically fit. Yeah. Don't have to go to the gym, waste an hour a day at the gym, a lot of things like that. I don't have to <laughs> Boy, do Boy, isn't that the truth. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, um, it's a, it, 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 I don't even want to say it's about the music community. I, I'm not a musician that gets into tons of technical conversations about music and everything. There's a general vibe that goes with people in this kind of a world of acceptance in a lot of ways mm -hmm. there's judgment in any group so you're going to get the the goods and the bads and the people who judge you yes but overall i find in the in the arts and in the music community um there's a general willingness to accept people as they are yeah and uh, to be to being part of that after coming out of a lot of what my upbringing was and everything is very refreshing and very attractive and so that drew me into using a lot of what my experiences and everything into doing this. And, you know, that's literally I got started with, you know, with members only because they were desperate and didn't have anybody. It was still before they're, they, they were looking they to were, elevate their their overall show. Well, they had a guy that was doing sound and lights, but it was just, you know, rudimentary. And then they had bought a few things to try and implement. And gotcha. it, I don't think it got implemented very well. I had no background mm -hmm. in lighting. I've been in production and everything, but mostly audio and video. Okay. So, uh, but I understood DMX of, you know, ask people to do things, you know, hey, we need this. So I had a general understanding. Yep. Um, but I found that lighting is a very, you learn as you go too. What you think is going to work, you find out in, in execution, oh, that didn't work out as I thought. So then you tweak things and figure out your own way and you get, you get the th job accomplished. Oh yeah. Other than MIDI. I don't know any language that works like DMX. So you just, yeah. you know, you, once you understand the language a little bit and that it's not really ones and zeros, right? Um, yeah. as, as you know, with those, that it, it becomes pretty simple. Then it becomes about the art, yes. which is what I, why a lighting really attracted me is the expression of it. And again, there's nothing like 
hitting a mark when a band hit when a band Dude, hits something and absolutely. you can you can you know you they feel hit a, the you feel yeah. the show you feel the the experience you know like just elevate the whole everybody everybody's experience from the people watching to the people on stage that you're enhancing like yeah, absolutely ab- just yeah. a little bit of a um we're such a visual culture you know everything has got to be quick and everything's got to you know everything's microwave and it's got to blow me away every time mm-hmm. um i think the one thing that lighting can do is create and enhance dynamics yes and that's you know for me that's a real problem with a lot of music is the lack of dynamics and Big so time. um you know i work working with an 80s band like you mm-hmm. um there is tons of dynamics yes that's what makes it fun and it does make it a lot of fun um i love the challenge of like doing the sertoma club events because i get all the different styles i get to see a lot of other musicians that i don't have the time or can't get out to because of other commitments sure. and shows and things yep. and um it's just such great i mean i've just met some of the nicest and wonderful people and i'm just like i like you've heard me talk about i'm the most blessed guy you know yeah trust trust me i am i'm the most blessed guy that i know no it's it's a it's a it's a coveted and special position to be in you know for me um being a musician and stuff and being a lead singer at that like being the front and the center of attention and like seeing these kind of things peripherally um, like, man, I wish, you know, whenever we hit this queue, I wish like all of a sudden these lights turned red or something. And that's literally <laughs> what got me into doing lighting is like having these thoughts and, and not knowing anybody to actually execute those. I'm like, okay, that's something I'll take on myself. Um, and so it grew with that. And then it was like, man, I can, I can, I can see what it's done for my show. And now I can offer it to this band or this band or this band. And it has been so rewarding, like to, to see that elevation in production, you know, it's a kiss philosophy. Like people don't want to just go don't want to go and, and just watch a, a band stand oh. there and, and replay hits like they want an experience and that's sure that's what we offer so well, and you feel it i mean um you know it's it's really weird um when i started seven years ago there wasn't light guys i mean literally there wasn't branson you know that kind of thing but they're just i mean they didn't have anywhere to go right. to get somebody there wasn't you know hey i do this hey i do that there was yeah. there was nobody really of any magnitude that well, at least that's what they communicated to me. And so I'm literally the guy who was filling in doing sound for them in an interim role um, said, oh, I know this guy. And I had just was an acquaintance with this guy. We knew each other. Uh, you know, it's Keith Bray. We knew each other just minor amount. And he goes, yeah, I think this guy might take it on. He does a lot of weird things and stuff like that. And so that I met with Brent literally on like a Wednesday or wow. a Tuesday and did the first show on Friday. Oh my gosh! Yeah, just walked in, and you hadn't like done DMX or no. anything, really. No. Now I will say, with DMX, when you get it, you've got it. You're good. It's it's yeah. very rudimentary. But I say that if you don't know it, you don't know it. Like some people, I find in yeah, it's not it, a partial learning. No, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> no, it's not like a, oh, I kind of know. It's either yes, I know it, or I ain't got a clue, and I don't care about it. Yeah, I mean, I so it. yeah, no. It's uh, it's it's a fun, and I'm the same way. Like MIDI is my my absolute weakness. Like I am greener than grass when it comes to MIDI. I don't know it. I don't utilize it. I'm maybe down the road one of these days, but no. Nah. It's just <laughs> not inaccurate. Time code's the only way to go. You just yeah. MIDI, MIDI's too inaccurate for me. Just yeah. Too many variables. It frustrates me. <laughs> <laughs> it's That's bad fair. enough using a MIDI board to control something in the slight delay in that. Right. So um. Whenever uh, a band wants to to use somebody like you now, actually, before we go there, uh, the band that you play or do shows with the most is. Well, in, you know, in celebration of them, I just let people guess. Oh, OK. Uh-huh. 
so this portion of the interview, I'll keep a mask on. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, Brent just well, had those made. <laughs> Shameless plug. Yes. <laughs> no, he showed up with those yesterday. In your face, sucker. Yeah, no kidding, huh? <laughs> We're no, not in your face. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, that's that's fantastic. So you, you work a lot with members only. I have worked with them for going this like seven years. It has been since I started with them. And, you know, I tell people this a lot. And I, I want anybody who, you know, cares to ask or to care to watch this or to care to find anything else about. Um, when you can have a long-term relationship with anybody, much less a band, where 98 plus percent of it has been fantastic um man be thankful for it be yep. thankful for it enjoy it and savor it it'll be great memory and i've had that and as long as i keep going uh and they'll have me i'll continue to do that because it's a great experience and it has enhanced my life and uh, things like that and so for that i'll be i'll be forever faithful and forever thankful 100 percent. no i can relate um because as you well know, like I work a lot with the Dirty Saints here in mm -hmm. Springfield. And a, a lot of that is, like you said, building that relationship, becoming almost an, an extra added member of the band um, because you, you come with your own offerings to the band. You know, you bring something to the table for them. Um, it's like I said earlier, if it's not there, it's something missing. It's just like if a band has two guitar players and one guitar player can't make it, something's missing. Sure. And it's it's cool to be built into that, into the co another cog in the wheel kind of thing. Um, so... I assume that like whenever members have shows and stuff, you put them on the calendar, and then do you just sprinkle in other things throughout where you have holes in that calendar? Yeah, I mean, or? for sure that you know we've kind of again not wanting to grow uh, outside of being able to to control the vibe of mm -hmm. of, of what we provide. Um, they are for sure always uh, the first priority. Um, as things have picked up over time, and as you know shows change and everything, the the first you know three years with them was a massive brutal schedule yeah i mean it was Big 48 time. weekends a year yes all you know two shows every weekend yes and did you, you know, get burned out during that time frame um or you know what it? not really because i have to tell you um the guys have always been very kind to me okay and so when you go out you don't I, i've never been made to feel really isolated as the tech guy gotcha and so, you know, the early days when it was, you know, kind of two separate people doing lights and sound, mm -hmm. you know, we travel separately and get there. And right. so th there's still a, a groupness to it and everything. Now, uh, but this many years later, probably the number, the biggest thing is, is we all have, we're all comfortable. You know, uh, they should be able to say, hey, I don't like that still. And right. not and not have me get all butthurt about yes. it and pout. 100%. And, um, and, and they do. And, you know, like we just like yesterday, we just had a new, uh, you know, trying to bring in a new sound guy who's been on tour with a reggae band and is the new drummer's friend and brought him on. That guy's great. That's a great job. I Good. mean, he hasn't gotten connected, you right. know, here in town. Yep. And so here he shows up and I happen to be there and, oh, man, he's great. He ran sound, sounded great. Oh, it's awesome. great. And so it's good to have. Um, but, you know, if if you're defensive or standoffish, as a tech guy, you'll never that, that guy will have no interest in. They won't in recommend you at all. Me, no, and uh, we're. I mean, our jobs, man. Our job, you know what it's like, man. I mean, we're our job is to make things better. Yes, exactly. You know, why why pay me if you if you can just for a show? If I'm a nuisance and I'm in the way, or well, if I'm if bringing it's just for a show, right? Um, I, you know, it's it's an event, and the event starts before the show. 
And so, you know, you've just got to be as, as forward thinking as you can. Little things, you know, after, you know, this didn't happen at the beginning, but after a year, after a year or so, you know, I'm asking questions because I'm there before the band is. So mm -hmm. I'm asking questions, finding out things, and then I can inform the band, hey, you know, this group, something's going on here tonight, something's going on there. Those are the things that I think bands really appreciate yes. in, in the end. And I think that they, when they see that, they think, okay, this guy actually cares more than just showing up to do this you're doing you're offering um, more than just what you you yeah. were stated to be there for i mean again it, i'm not cheap I, I i've never you know uh been shy about that sure. um we're not i i just that's not the i don't want to play that game yep um because i don't want to cut corners yes i mean i really don't i don't want to cut corners and i'm not going to and so we're gonna work for sound the whole show which we're again gonna, goes back to not wanting to get big bigger than where you are yeah i'm just that's, for the, me the numbers how, don't matter yeah for me that's that's pretty much where i am in, in my production like um i would like to get um up one more level to where i'm kind of like what you have you where you have people you can send out and do a show and then you can go and do a show over here so your company is doing two shows on the same day at the same time that's very cool i have a lot of the the um equipment and stuff for that i don't have the the personnel or the fundage yet to do that but i would like to get there what i don't want to get into is rigging and you know like actual staging like i want to i want to show up to somewhere that's already established and and roll in and do my thing and leave like i never have aspirations to be you know that big i don't want to be doing tours for kiss or you know well when you when you make the jump from we're kind of the the semi-hobbyist side of it mm -hmm. um or pro hobbyist as you might say uh, when you jump into that side of it, that what you brought up is exactly right. It's the infrastructural problems and the amount of stuff that you have to have. Yep. Because what happens is you get in that situation, and now you're in a new price point, and you're trying to be competitive and value and profit. And the hard part is, is when they go to two or three sources to get those things, the price goes up overall. Mm -hmm. And then your next thing is, oh, well, if I had that, I could do it for this and pay zone. And th there is the problem. Yes. That, that's why I have 2,000 square feet in a big yard just packed full, and I have to get rid of stuff so that I can even get around. Exactly. Yeah, no. It, it just brings more stress. It's more variables that I just don't, the, the, I don't want. I don't I, desire. I, yeah, I can just tell you now the fun level goes down. And, and I'm not really to the point where I will send out I'll go with one team and send out a whole crew to do another. I really, I'm avoiding that. I'll send, uh, I can send audio I, with, with equipment, but, but not you don't, a whole thing. You don't do the whole shebang over yeah, here and I, the whole shebang I mean, over there. Um, not the whole thing. I think that, um, I think that that is where I'll lose the touch of how I want things to go. Gotcha. You know what I so mean? So it's not even, not even a business perspective of I'll, I'll lose touch of being, um, attached to the show and attached to that show it's it's you'll you'll lose the the creative yes, flow I'll, of, I'll, yeah. I'll lose the relational side of it right i will my crew will see things different um it becomes more of a business and less of a creative yeah. hobby 100 percent. yeah um i don't i don't um and, and at some point with any business you get to a point where if you get bigger you have to be able to justify the additional costs that come up to that before you decide to get bigger. Yes. Um, because once you've started, it's it's a rolling ball. Yep. And it'll roll right over you if you aren't committed. Yes, exactly. And, you know, I mean, this the greatest thing I can say is, is that let's say a year ago, I would have tried to jump and go bigger. Right now, I'd be going under. Yes. As yep. you know, on, on that, even as a hobby business, I would have to be making decisions right now that would not be positive for 
the the clients that I work with, as well as the guys that uh, you know that work that with work me, with that are so servant-hearted, good dudes. Yeah, um, that would be lost. Yep. And so you know that I look at this time and I go, you know, hey, cool, committed to the way we're doing it, and we're just going to stay like this and keep going. And, Absolutely. And I like it's. Don't get me wrong; it's fun to jump up and do a big show every once in a while, something bigger, and, sure. and it stretches. It's, it's just not what I want to do fully under my label. I'm happy to partner with somebody and do something a little bigger and everything like we're uh like we're doing you know coming up in aurora mm-hmm. um but outside of that meh, meh. There's, yeah. there's enough guys there's companies that are really great at that yeah and i would have to do a lot of scrambling to do that exactly and, and it's not worth the scramble when you when well, you start it, to introduce problems happen that's then. exactly it when you start to introduce more more elements it creates more stress and more more scramble and it takes uh, inherently takes the fun out of it well and if i do very much of that those bigger guys aren't necessarily interested in hiring me to do a part of something else. And so I'd rather have that relationship where they know I'm not out trying to snipe their clients. I'm not right. out trying to do that. But they can bring me in and know I'm not going to make a big uh, uh, social media presentation about how I'm here kind of almost making it look like I'm doing the whole thing. Again, more behind-the-scenes Tom. Yes, Well, I mean, exactly. It's, it's, not, it's just not you're, not you're not attention drawing. You're there to support whatever's already there. Yeah, I mean, they're contracting me. Yeah. And it's like a band is contracting me. I, I try – I really – I mean, I admire that about you too. I, I'm not interested in trying to promote myself off of what members only is gained right um i've been i am lucky to have come along for the ride right it's a hundred percent and i so, strongly agree the same with yeah, me so in my position uh, lots of pl- trust me plenty of things have fallen off that cart that's benefited me i don't need i don't need to to do anything sure. i just really don't there's, yeah um there's just just too many good people so now did you ever work for a production company and then decide hey i'm just going to start my own or did you just Nope. Ah, I'm just going to start my own production company. Nope. And... nope. Never worked for a production company in that way. Um, I, again, because of my varied background, I've had the ability to be a part of a lot of larger productions. And um, when I was at, I was at a big mega church out in uh, Arizona, and I'm not going to jump into that at all. Trust me. Yeah. But it was five productions every weekend: two on Saturday and three on Sunday. Jeez. So that's five large scale you know 50 by 50 stage that's a huge investment yeah well you know seven live cameras so there's a lot of there's a lot of directing there's a lot of training and my staff at that point there i did not let my staff work on weekends at the at the at the services it had to be volunteer staff i wasn't gonna i just wasn't i mean yeah i just was not going to do that yeah and so the staff positions on the weekend were to stand and make sure people were trained anymore that they needed to and be there to encourage them not to you know, highlight the mistakes. Right. And that literally the most rewarding thing I ever did was transitioning from a, a big church from zero cameras, zero anything in high production. Um, one weekend, next weekend, seven live cameras thrown into the massive production lighting system like we never had, audio system, you know, LCR lighting or uh, audio system, uh-huh. uh, everything. And we got certificate of occupancy on Friday night. Wow. So I was sneaking, <laughs> literally sneaking people in to train, uh, you know, under the, the, right. the shade of darkness. That's, that's and, insane. But that coming together in that scenario with that many people was unbelievably rewarding. It just unfortunately yeah. burned me out. No, I, I can totally understand that. That's yeah. a lot. I mean, a lot in a little time frame. That's Yeah, but th- those experiences, that's what I meant when I was saying earlier. Is I have been so blessed and so fortunate to stumble in. To where, you know, I start there and I'm kind of a lowly guy and four years late or three years, two and a half years later, I'm running the department. Right. And, you know, I was a tech guy. 
And so uh, it just and, – and circumstances had to happen for that to happen. So like, literally I'm just that, that lucky guy, that lucky blessed dude that people just go – Right. Yeah, he's got to be lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because it's no. just true. Yeah. It's, it's all about timing and it's all about who, you know, um, and what you, what you bring to the table, you know? Um, and I, I will, I'll be the first to say there's a lot that you bring to the table and it looks very clean. It looks very pro. Um, well, but your, you. your MO is it also looks very efficient and you, you've like created a science around efficiency. <laughs> and I, I'm just still to this day in awe. I'm like, I mean, I'll set up for a show, and it'll take hours, and you're like, I would never do that. I'll show up 10 minutes before the band gets there, and hey. I'll be ready to go and be sipping on a, on a Diet Coke or whatever, you know? like I did the first two years with members was an hour-plus minimum, sometimes two-hour setup. I get it. I went through it. Maybe that was part of how I dealt with that time where it was so busy. My mind could work on how to be how to make this easier for me and more efficient so that i can be able to get more done come la come later mm -hmm. get more and cooler shows set up but do it in an efficient way that also gave me and so that was kept my mind busy a lot of times yeah it's a lot of road in the, in the downtime yes yeah, and that's absolutely. something that's never talked about like so for me again you know being a musician on stage i never i thought i had an appreciation and an, a, a base knowledge of what it takes to do production and whether it's lighting or whether it's, you know, your sound guy doing your show and you always say, hey, thanks for running sound and, and hey, thanks for uh, tip your bartenders and waitresses or whatever. Until you actually jump in, it's like, oh, I thought I knew, but I had no idea. Like, you, nobody talks about, like, you know, the however long before a show to set up and however long after the band leaves to tear down. Absolutely. Or, like what you just said, the, the Wednesday afternoon when there is no show, you know, and, and the work that you're still putting into these shows that's still yet to come, like, well, yeah, and I'm concentrated in two different things, too. You know, both one not highly creative and the other highly creative. So your mind always wants to wander to the creative as much as possible. Yeah. And I have to limit that so that I can do well in my real work. And so I think a lot of my time going to and from gigs was kind of transitioning out of that brain right. a little bit. The gig brain to, mm -hmm. to manufacture and make stuff brain. And I would use that time and I would do things like think about how to package things, how to, how to efficiently do this. How would that be yeah. um, flexible? Um, what variation? And it's been kind of cool. Like, I, I mean, um, I was just talking to you about him the other day. Grant Moody has a band. Uh, he, he plays in the Bald Knobbers, but he's got a band called Eastern Heights. Yes. And they just bought my prototype blinder boxes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've seen those. Now, for like the first month after he got them, I got messengers literally every couple days do we love these things this, this <laughs> setup is so easy how do we know and then last week he actually goes do we want to get some different some more so that we can have some stuff more stuff standing around make it faster right. and easier yeah and that i gotta be honest with you some of the most satisfying stuff is uh, that because that's, that's something that we came up with it's fine but something, it came out of necessity that but also somebody else has the appreciation yeah the same way that you did who's not a tech guy exactly the, the musician no, that speaks volumes. sees what it does for their band he's kind of techy so i don't want to you know uh, undersell that but it's they because they're a band that travels and everything. They see the value. They see the things with that. Yeah. And so that's what I enjoy, man. I mean, it's it's very satisfying. Yeah. Because building squares and rectangles of LED stuff, it's not very fun. Yeah. No. Definitely understandable. Yeah. So before we before we close the show here, I've got uh, something I want to read to you. This is uh -oh. I pulled it up and it, it took uh -oh. some digging, but oh, um, no. no, this is 
and I, I had no idea of the date on this until just now. So July 4th of 2018, so two, year, um, two years ago, almost to the day, out of the blue, oh, without no. knowing oh, you, dude, I'm doing this. <laughs> I'm doing this. I got a text me- or a, a message on Facebook from Tom, and Tom and I like kind of knew of each other, but never really. We had never met or anything. We just, you know, kind of on on online saw each other's work and whatnot. Out of the blue, Tom messages me and says, "Hey there, I keep forgetting to message you to tell you that I like what you're doing with the Saints. Really picks up their shows. I cannot, and I don't know if I've ever expressed this, but I cannot say thank you enough for that. Like for the humility and for just the putting me on your, making me feel to be put on your level. Like." I, I had just started less than a year at that point with the Saints, and to hear that from somebody who had been doing it at that point for several years, awesome. Like, I will I will always have the utmost respect for you. You've been a stand-up guy from the time that I've met you, and I'm not the only one that thinks that. Like, every band, every artist that you've worked for says the same exact thing about you. You're a stand-up guy, and I have a lot of respect for you, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate uh, that. I no, don't, I don't really know how to respond. <laughs> no, that's no response needed. Yeah. None required or, or needed. It's uh, it's been a pleasure to to get to know you, um, and so here's here's what I want. So if there's a band out there that is dying for production, and then now here's the reason why I said what I just said. I'm not in competition with you. Yeah. You're not in competition with me. We just want to bring this area and elevate it in their shows and that kind of thing. We we have very similar goals in that. We may have different ways of doing it. That's the creative differences. Hopefully we do. Exactly. Yeah, no, that's, man. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So if there's a band out there, whether let's say I'm booked or if, if I'm unavailable to them or whatever, whatever the case, if they want to get a hold of um, Tom from iCandy LED, Tom, how, how does that normally go when you get new clients? How, do, how does somebody get a hold um, of you? You know what? I very rarely ever get somebody that calls me cold. Okay. You know? Um, I would say 90% of the shows that we do are somebody telling them, or, Hey, try this guy, or they've seen, they just seen something we've been at. Yes. Um, I don't, you know, as you know, man, I don't advertise. I'm not, I'm not, uh, I, I want to be non-threatening because that's, because I really am a hundred percent, but it goes back to what you said to earlier about being a very visual we're a visual business so when people yeah. you know you could you could talk to somebody like like me several years ago that kind of saw oh man i wish this light would turn red at a certain point you could you can kind of know that but until you actually see what somebody has to offer you're like that's what i want that's that's it right there yeah. you may not be able to describe it or, or talk tech talk sure. but when you see it you you see that that's what you like and that's what i i think is great about um that's actually something i learned from you is um posting you know what 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 does your setup look like? What is the what does the finished product look like? And and not necessarily a self promotion, but just an awareness of what you offer. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, look, I don't have a following. Okay, I have like six people and a cat that you know that watch my post. But I mean, it's it's part of it is for me. It's an attitude that I'm sending to the band. I'm supportive here. Yes, I take pride in what it is I'm putting in putting out for you to try. Hopefully, the best thing possible is I can set you up for your best chance to feel great and have success and at the end of the day if i do that all my myself and my crew all feel good at the end of the day when we go home and that that's yeah it's it's that simple um yeah does it pay sure yeah um but i mean if somebody wants to do something i mean they call i mean i think people that know me or have done like i'm gonna get to know somebody a little bit first i just don't you just don't call me out of the cold and i'm just not gonna book a show it's just, i i have yeah, learned over the years to it's okay do. to say no you know there's there's some people that would like your help but <laughs> I'm pretty upfront just, with people. I'll tell them. I'll go. You know, you may want, you may think you want my show, but I mean, I have, uh, 
I'm not going to say requirements. I'm interested in um, enhancing something that someone cares about. Yes. And that someone gives that effort and there's that thought. You want to, yeah. You want to yes. invest in somebody that somebody else will invest in them because. In yeah. a way, yeah. I just want the same pride level. I want that same pride, that same desire um, for somebody because um, to me, that's when the appreciation for each other. And that to me, that's the relationship. That's a bridge in tech that I think needs to be crossed more. Mm -hmm. Is the relational aspect? Uh, there definitely so much tech has such a negative um, attitude because of behaviors or because of attitudes. And um, like my guys would tell them would would tell anybody who asked them uh, or somebody new when they come in. Um, I don't really get bent out of shape over mistakes because they're uncontrollable. Mistakes happen. Yep. It's all in how you deal with um, what's I thrown really at you. I really get bent out of shape over attitude and over arrogance and over lack of attentiveness. Yeah. Those are the things that um, are missing in so much parts of customer service and in life um, that, you know, somebody that's a little older, I, I'm not going to give that up. Right. I'm, I, we're going to keep that way. I feel like it's it, it just makes for a, a better all overall day. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. And so yeah. I feel customer service is a very much so lost art. So oh. it's it's good to know that you're doing your part. I try trying to do my to, part. Man. Exactly. Yeah, we're just trying to, yep. man. I mean, we 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 drop the ball. We do all we can do so, is the yeah. best that we can do, and that's that. So. Absolutely, man. Yep. All right. Well, um, that leaves me with uh, my final thoughts, which are Tom. Thank you so much for being here. Dude, uh, thanks a lot. Man. Oh, dude, I have had so much fun, and it has been such a treat for me and hopefully for everybody watching uh, to get to see Tom in front of the camera instead of behind the camera um, and get to know him, as well as Justin Larkin, um, who, as you know, had to go and, and jump and do a show. So we hope that Justin has a great show tonight, and thanks to him for being here. Um, so, that Tom. Should, that guy should be booked all the time. Man. Oh, I agree. You way, talk about talent. Way too talented. Uh, we, like I, I kind of alluded to, like he and I kind of grew up together in the local music scene. Um, starting like 10, 12 years ago kind of thing. Like, and as he said too, like he was just beginning to learn how to play guitar and now look at him. It's like, yeah, man. I don't, I don't, I still don't play guitar. <laughs> so, you know, again, I've come down and some things are just really innate to people who they apply the energy and it just, and it pops. Yeah. And that's just sure. the way it goes, man. Dude, thanks for having me. I Thank was, you. Uh, I'm off to do a, go back to a show now. Yeah. So you're, you're, you're doing a show <laughs> where at tonight then? Oh, we're at a private party for somebody in, uh, in Mixa. Very cool. And that's all I'm saying. No, that's, that's very cool. <laughs> Um, okay, so uh, for those of you uh, that are watching live, um, stick around. Next week, we are doing a, our very first Tournament of Champions episode where we're going to take two artists, uh, Tony Braxton versus Mary J. Blige, and take a, mm. like a March Madness-type bracket and throw eight songs versus eight songs from each artist and see who and what comes out on top. Mary J. Oh, are you a Mary J. I'm Blige Mary fan? Mary J. Blige. Oh, really? Oh, so yeah, are you busy next Sunday? <laughs> Uh, I, yes. I, okay, darn. I say that. I say that because I've got one guest booked, but I still need another guest for next week. That's why you don't see names down there. No. Um, so if you're watching this live and you're a fan of either one of these please uh, girls, contact. yeah, please, please give me a shout, or uh, you can contact me directly or the Audio Rose Podcast here because uh, I would love to have your help on the show. So that is going to do it for today's show. Tara Lynn Fritz would be awesome for that show. Oh, that's a good call. Boom. That is a good call. All right. So uh, everybody, please remember that times are hard out there right now for everybody. You are not in this alone. So make sure that your coffee is strong and that your love of music and your sense of humor are even stronger. Take care, everybody. Take care, everybody.